man. It's Talk A Lot TV, man. The hottest podcast in the land. Hey, man. Today, I got a very, very special guest. I don't even, have you ever did an interview? Uh, yes, I have. I have. What, what about anybody in making? Billy Slum. Slum had a podcast on Banked Out Radio. Oh, okay, okay. He, it was me, me and Super Dave. We did an interview together. So, man, I got, today I got DJ Blackjack, man. You feel me? Like, one of the only, one of the only radio personalities that actually, like, give you, like, topic news and actually, like, you know, do, cause I heard, cause, you know, I heard you on doing the, um, what, Andrea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the mental health segment. Yeah. yeah. I was like, damn, he focused on this. Boom, let me tap in with him. And then you had like one of the posts. So I was like. Yeah, yeah. It's uh oh no, no, no. I'm a, I always support I support anybody doing doing following their dream and getting to it and really taking it serious. Yeah. Because a lot of people they they want it, but they don't really want it. They want what they think it is. They mm-hmm. want the, oh, man, I want to get on that stage. But they don't want to put in the work in the studio. They don't want to write the songs. You know, they don't want to, you know, spend hours and hours in the studio and really, really, hey, man, what am I doing? This is my, this is what I want to do with this next album. A lot of people just want the look. I, I mean, I'm a DJ first and foremost. And, and right now the market, I'm not the bitter DJ at all. <laughs> By no means at all. But the market is just oversaturated with people who just who just want to do it. Mm-hmm. I've had people coming to me all the time, like, man, where you get your music from? You, you search for it. That's that's part of, you know, you, you know, used to we call it crate digging. That's what you did. You go places, you find the sound, mm-hmm. you look and you you explore. That's what you want to do. That's what makes you unique. They, other DJs, they've come up to me, man, let me just rip your hard drive. I get, why? Why? No, you need to you need to curate your own hard drive because this is yours. I put this together, excuse me, because this is the way I do it. But mm-hmm. I've, you know, and it's just like, I haven't seen, I haven't seen a lot of people like really focus in on them wanting to be great at that aspect of DJing. They like the, oh man, you know, I'm the women know me, you know, like, you know, hey, I play the music, yeah. you know, I'm the, hey, you know, they kind of like that part of it. That anybody will tell you that don't really, it's not what excites me. It's the it's the room, the energy in the room that I can create when I put these songs together, the way I'm able to like, ah, now they rocking. You see yeah. how uh-huh, she came in with a sad <laughs> face. Hey, how you doing, Miss Lady? You too cute to sit down. You didn't put all that on to just sit down, did you now? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, I thought so. We're gonna get you, you know, she came out with a better feeling. She came out with something better. I'm able to, I'm able to add value to her situation. See, you know, there's an old adage that DJ saved my life. But that's my thing whenever I do what I do. I'm trying to add value to you. I want to pull you in. I want you to be, I want us to be a part. I want you to feel like you know me. When yeah. you come up to me like, Blackjack, what's up? I love it. Like you just said, like you just um, brought up. I love when people bring things that I've said on the radio. Cause I say a lot. I, once I do it, it's done. Like, all right, cool. I'm, it's like, I'm like a chef. The plate's out. You enjoy it. I'm not, oh yeah, I did do something special. I don't remember. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember. I pushed it out there. I put it together. Cool. I'm on to the next thing because I need to keep mm. pushing and moving my conveyor belt forward. But I love when people come up to me. I never forget because uh, right now I'm the program director of WLZN, Making 92.3. But before that, I was a night show host on WMGB B95.1. And the pop format is a lot funner. Urban, you got to have attitude. That's the one thing people don't understand. Urban, you got to have attitude, and you have to have you have to say it with your chest because mm, you they can hear okay. you on the mic if you don't if you hey you know uh, they can why would you want to listen to someone talk to you insecure like but in, on pop you can just be cool. I'll never forget I got on the air one day and just screamed and just said ah, I feel better now. 
Five people came up to me like two weeks later. It's like, you you, st- you feel good? Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, oh, okay, you were listening. You know, and that's my post tick. Like, okay, y'all listen, that's what's working. But a lot of people will also get so engulfed with themselves and being who they are and um, the big head that they don't check themselves like, I'm here to serve the people. That's my job mm. on the radio is to serve the people. Even though people don't believe that, my job is to serve you. That's what the mental health check is about. Yeah. I play a lot of right as of right now. A lot of music is just ratchet. A lot of the music is, you know, just it's just real ratchet. It's real. Hey man, it's the girl era. It's the girl era, but not. I'm just not mean and ratchet as far as females. It's a lot of, you know, the song "Beatbox" by Spotem Got Him. Mm-hmm. That's a song about shooting somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Drake will make them beat it. That song is about shooting somebody, but they put up a dance to it. It looks cute. It's a lot of records that we play that is about uh, that has a real d- dark tone to it. But it was like, I right, cool. What can I do to add value? Because I've already got a lot of stuff that's going on right now, even though this is what they want to hear. Because I've got charts and I've got research and I've got all that. This is what they want to hear because this is what they're playing on their own. I need to do something that adds value to life. So me and um, Andrea came up with the mental health checkup. So, yeah. So we just want to make sure that you know that we care about you. But those are small segments about that. And I'm a radio guy. I study radio wherever I go, in town, out of town. I'm consistently listening to the radio, the program, not the radio. And you can check the research on this. If you go to Trey Song's interview, um, I want to say it was his last one on The Breakfast Club. You'll probably have to dig pretty far because he hasn't been outside in a while because yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's allegations. And Trey said, he said to them, he said, y'all ain't nothing but, y'all, ain't, y'all don't do nothing but sit up here and just talk negative on people. And if you saw the room, it's like, what you mean? No, we do. No, all y'all do is sit up here and talk. I I promise you not. Two weeks later, they had a segment talk about the, I think Charlemagne always signs off with the value of the day. So that's what they was. They was like they had to really sit down. Like, are we really doing that? Mm-hmm. And then they figured it out. Like, all right, well, okay. Since he said we do that, we can do this. That's fine. And that's what I mean by adjusting for your audience and listening to your people. They didn't get a big head and be like, "What you mean? We the number one morning show. We don't need to do any positive, you know, the positive thought of the day. I don't need to do that. Yeah. All that. Leave that to Steve. Leave that to somebody else. Yeah. They said, okay, if he want to push us on that, we can adjust this. No problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah, small things like that is what I do. Mm. Hey, you, damn! I got sucked <laughs> in. Like, I got stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah. It happens. I give. I give out a lot of information because information wasn't given to me. When I yeah. tell you, when I tell you, I had the, I had the worst way of getting on radio. When I'm not okay, let me not say the worst because some people have really done some strange to get with it. I've had one of the. I've had one. Of, I've had a very rough road. And anybody, I'm not lying, or you know, I'm not capping. I'm not, you know, putting no extra flavor on it. Anybody will tell you because you, they saw me. Mm-hmm. I worked at the radio for five years for free, mm. six days a week. Every day I checked in and went to the radio. I was at every remote, every situation. I wasn't doing anything on air. I wasn't on air. I was board hopping. I would prime example. We um. You were intern. You could call it that, but an intern, you you give them work and they give you credit for school. Yeah. Because it's all going towards the diploma. I wasn't in school. Mm-hmm. I, they, I was under the intern, but I was free labor. I was pretty much paying them to go to work, honestly. Mm. I didn't have a key to the building. I couldn't get in. I had to literally, I could. I shit you. Uh, I, yeah, we can cuss on you. It's a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I shit you not. My first big show on radio, the Friday Night Bomb, when I first started it, 
I wasn't on air. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't on staff. I, I wasn't getting paid. So that means I had to break in the radio station in order to do my show, which means I had to I literally had to sit and watch the door, wait for someone to come out the door to jump in. And then when I'm in, I couldn't leave because I couldn't get back in. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I had to stay. And if I'm going to be here, I'm going to learn everything. I'm going to make sure all this shit is there. So when when it came down to it, and I never I'm a, excuse me. <clears throat> I don't mean to snort. I hate All that sound. Hey, man, it's that time of year, man. Yeah, I hate that song because I know they hate it too. But Tiffany McClinton, when she came from Savannah, she was the promotions director. And she was like, she was like, oh, you going to come with me? You going to do remote? I was like, I can't drive a vehicle. She's like, what you mean you can't drive a vehicle? She thought I was on staff because she saw me so much. She found out and she figured out a way to get me paid. Mind you, I had been there already. It already been there five years. Yeah. The mother who I was helping every day didn't want, didn't find, or didn't really push it. But she came in no time and got me paid down there with her. So then she brought me in, and I was able to move how, how I was supposed to move and actually do shit. And I was still doing. I was, uh, I was actually voice tracking other people's shows. So people would send the audio in. I would sit there, chop it up, mm. and then put it in the computer. So it wasn't. There was literally no one. I would do the midday show, and I would do the night show. Every day. And I would do Saturdays and I would do Sundays. I wasn't allowed to talk at all. So it was one of those things where I wanted something and I stayed down until I came up. Because don't get it twisted now. Three years in, I wanted to turn back around and be like, man, fuck all this, man. I done this for two, man. Three years and shit. I I done seen so many people. Now you see your progress and your hard work. Seen so many people take their chances for granted who got who got who couldn't do half of what I did got the opportunity that I was begging and itching for, but I couldn't get the opportunity. Mm. So it was one of the things like, man, this is some bullshit. But I had to sit down and had a conversation with myself. I was like, if you leave here, what is your next move? Where are you gonna go? Were you gonna go across the street? You you know what I'm saying? This podcast wasn't as yeah, what it was. Yeah, you yeah. see what I'm saying? It was like 2012. Podcast wasn't podcast wasn't even a sponsorship. Oh, you said twenty twelve. Yeah, podcast was a thing, but it wasn't. Uh, there were no networks. I mean, there mm. were there were people like Bill Burr because Bill Burr's had a podcast fucking forever. But like the Miss Pat show hadn't started. There was no the eighty five South show was just trying to figure out what the hell they were doing. They were still all over the place as far as shit. There weren't really any real real urban formatted podcasts. Of course, there were the comic books and movies and, you know, the stories type of shit, but there was no major networks that was focusing on podcasts. They literally, major networks just started jumping in that in the last four years. Mm-hmm. They would, they did not even, they saw podcasts coming up over the hill, but they were not focusing on that, especially radio, until iHeart actually bought all those stations. Then it was like, all right, cool. You can, that's how they was able, that's how Charlemagne was able to get that uh, Black Effect Network. Mm. He was able, he was like, look, man, I need to stop this bullshit. Because iHeart had podcasts, but they weren't really, it was just something they said, all right, we got it. You know, it's like uh, it's like going to Waffle House. You know, you can get you can get a cake, you can get a cake from Waffle House. You can get a know. chocolate cake. Yeah, they got it. They got it. But you see <laughs> what I'm saying? They just they got it because, you know, in case somebody wants it. But mm. it, that's not their focus. You should mm. say you didn't know. Okay. That's not their focus, but they just have it just in case someone's ordering it. And that's how iHeart first treated it until Charlamagne was like, look, bro, y'all wild. He was he had started, matter of fact, his podcast is not that old, brilliant idiots. Mm-hmm. I want to say that started out around in 2018, 2017. But that was just him and Andrew Schultz trying to figure something out. And they were doing it wherever they could. And he was at MTV. MTV was on the... Charlemagne was at MTV. That was when he had the show... Um, 
Common Sense Isn't Common or something like that. And then he got a little, Duval had his show. Duval was over there at MTV. So he was, they were doing all of that trying to get that there. But that wasn't never something they could drop bucket in. They could mm-hmm. never, you know, put value or add season to because it didn't make sense to them. We have a radio station. We have terrestrial radio. Yeah. Why? They're like, why would I put a podcast together? I have, a, how about you go over there and worry about the radio? Because mm-hmm. that's what they are, essentially is. But now yeah. they understand, and that's, uh, there's a market for it. You can even, I can even say this. Radio stations are terrible with with the internet. They're terrible with their social media. Yeah, very. They just don't see the value in it because they can't sell it. If they have to get somebody to put that together, you can run ads. But okay, I the the one thing I would tell you about corporate, they don't want a lawsuit. They have lawyers, but they don't want a lawsuit. So okay, if someone passes away, and you post a picture. There's potential for a lawsuit. If you've ever heard the news, I've seen this before, especially with the local news. Hey, man, why you ain't got a picture of such and such? This is the picture that we have on file that isn't copywritten, that we we don't have to worry about getting in trouble. If you have a picture on, they literally said this, if you have a picture on your phone of the person that you are going to give us rights free to, they don't have any problem. But they just can't grab someone's picture or just a random picture and post it, even though it seems like a lot of vlogs do it. The radio station does not want that smoke at all yeah. because it's just it's something that they don't want to worry about. That um, using movie samples on air, copyright, anything copyrighted. Ah, I've got a good story to tell you, and you'll and you'll never hear this on radio ever. And matter of fact, if you want to, if you if you really work at radio and you want to stick it to the people that you that you hate because you're leaving, play or either say, "Let's get ready to rumble." Automatic $75,000 fine. Automatic. No joke. You $75,000 off rip. Because Michael Buffer, that's his statement. You can't say that. You can't go anywhere, say that on air at all. Yeah. That is terms of, that's ground for termination. Automatic. Damn. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you you hate the interview and it's going terrible, just say, let's get ready to rumble. (laughs) You're going to get beat up. They will get you out of there so fast. Yeah. (laughs) Because they know, because Michael Buffer actually has people who listen. And he has people who spot it. And I think we all think that he's paying people to listen. Oh, shit. He got AI now, so. Yeah, so it's even easier. But, yeah, he owns that phrase. You cannot say, let's get ready to rumble Mm -hmm. at all in a a song. It can't say it. It can't. Because I think Migos had fight night. And even if it says, let's get ready to rumble, and the other sound you can't play is the the, uh, EAS sound. Like if you're using that as a sound effect, oh, that's automatic. That's guaranteed. I think that's a hundred thousand dollar fine. You talking about on like the, the old NFL games? No, not EA Sports. Okay, the okay. EAS emergency. Oh, okay. An emergency sound. Oh, you can't use that. <laughs> no, you can use a riser or a siren close to that, but the exact one new or the tornado warning sound. Like if mm-hmm. you were to sample that. Yeah, you gonna get yeah, you gonna get you up out of there real quick, like sir. Damn. You can't, yeah. There's a lot of FCC rules and regulations because over the air, over the, the the it never stops. You can't, you know, you you don't have to cut it on, but it's always on. It's not like your phone. 
Your phone, you have to have service and you have to have a device. This is always on. All you need is a receiver and those are cheap as hell. That's why you always hear the emergency broadcast system or the Amber Alert. Mm -hmm. When those things come over the airwaves, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I can't stop it because it's part of the FCC regulations that they are allowed to do that. Because if something, if they need to talk to the people, they have to use any way they can to get in touch and alert the people. They yeah. can't just, you know, they can't send a text message to your phone because of the the way the SEC works. But over the air and over the television and in front of it, yeah, if there's a tornado coming, I can be in the middle of a breaker plant in the middle of a mix. It'll, it will literally cut my sound. There's nothing I can do. Mm. So, yeah, man, you talk about your, you know, your upbringing, your childhood. Because okay. like, for you to be able, you know, just have this love for mm-hmm. the radio and stuff, like, it had to be something that in your childhood that brought you to this. So, but like, no, just touch on like where you from and stuff. Um, I'm from. I'm actually from the. I'm from Claxton, Georgia. That's where my parents are from, and we came up here because my father was in the military. So, one Robbins. I've been mm. in one Robbins for quite some time. Of course, we moved. You know, my father was in the military. We moved everywhere, but that um, Hagen. Claxton, Glenville, Pembroke, Reedsville, Hinesville, Meta, all those places. Uh, I've, I've spent a lot of time in those places. So I'm I'm country core and core through and through. But we, my mom, when my dad passed away, my mom brought us back to Warner Robins. Mm-hmm. And we've been here ever since. Now, I will say this. I'm more musically inclined than anything. I never... I, I never thought I would be on the radio ever. I, the, way, the way I started DJing, because... Well, let's go further back. I was in band in middle school and some parts of high school, but I also played sports. I mm-hmm. played basketball and some football, a little bit of football. But from the band, I've always had a love for music, point blank, period. I've, I've tried to create beats. I just, I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm creative, but I don't know how to put that in all. I'm not black male. I'm not, mm. I'm not that guy. I just, I've great seen guy. him. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen him do a lot of that, but I'm, I, I'm not, I can't do that. I, you know, I've tried to rap. Uh, I'm not that guy neither. Why, I, why not? I just, I'm not. I'm not, when it comes to forefront and making you believe in what I'm saying and always, you know, and all that, getting in your face and, mm-hmm. you know, all that, I just, it, I was more or less, and then, you know, you wanted to be, you know, I listened to a lot of gangster rap, so that's what I want to do. I want to, I want the gangster rap. Oh, I'm you not a gangster. Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a gangster though, so yeah. I'm not a ladies man, really, so what, what, what would be my angle? You know what I'm saying? As far as tapping in with people. So we did that, but when I went off the, when I went off the college, a friend of mine was a uh, uh, Frederick Bridges. His name was his rap name was AWOL. He was very good. He was nice. He had a good pen game. And he was from Atlanta. So we're all in the dorm. It was him. And he would always, this is, this is, I'm gonna tell you, this is before social media. This is way before Instagram existed. Mm-hmm. Facebook was just popping. But he would get on message forms and they would do battles. Yeah. He, to, he would type the, the lyrics. Type in to, yeah, so they would, he would, that was really his thing. And he was nice with it. And he caught the attention of a few people. And I, I remember I drove him to his first like label meeting. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, like, shit, man, I need to get in while I fit. Yeah. You know what? I can DJ, so that's where it came from. Like, let me learn to DJ. And one thing about me, whenever I do something, I want to understand where it's, I want to understand the whole thing of it. I just don't jump in it, do this part, and then just I need to understand what's the love of it, where it came from. Because when I actually started DJing, everybody was DJing on CDs. Mm-hmm. Vinyl wasn't that big, but I went back and got to vinyl and picked it up because I wanted to understand 
why why do people love this so much? I need to understand the ins and out of this so I can explore, you know, how good this is. And then from there, I just never let up off of DJing. I DJed at the, the flea market for selling mixtapes. And that did very well. That did well until we got arrested. For the meat tape? Yeah, yeah, we got arrested. Like what drama did? Yeah. Yeah, they came and got me. I got a felony. <laughs> I got a felony charge for that. Damn. Yeah, on all the So they attacked all DJs for that. No, they attacked me. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> they attacked uh, me and my homeboy Tidy Jones. They mm-hmm. got us. They got us, and I, I want to say they got Hitman, they got Young R, they got them, but they didn't attack everybody. Envy never got arrested for it. Yeah. Uh DJ Clue never got arrested for it, but they got drama for it. And they got us. I mean, we were doing we were doing pretty good. In a two-day weekend, we probably make a thousand dollars. So it wasn't that bad, but we were we wanted we to us, we were the the urban culture because at the time CDs were kind of uh and mm-hmm. Limewire and all those places were were really prominent. File sharing was a big thing. And the mixtapes, there was no streaming services. That's yep, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, there was no streaming services. So if you wanted that CD. You had to go to the barbershop. You had to find your local bootlegger. But yeah, we were stole. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. corner stole. We weren't. We weren't the bootleggers. We would call Rick Ross. Yeah. to get his mixtape. Oh, we would okay. go. We would go see DJ Drama to go get his stack of CDs. We would call DJ Smalls to. We were literally the hood record store. Mm-hmm. The record stores at that time didn't understand that because it was kind of getting more or less corporate, less independent. So they were just, and they were also fighting burnt CDs and you know and all that shit they were fighting that so they were more they were phasing that unauthorized shit out and they were just doing nothing but label drops but people still wanted the Gangsta Grills they still wanted the Southern Smokes the the Gucci Man tapes the uh hey man, that was the best time for the music you yeah. know like for you know that one they were going hard just when you did have you know they did you know label stuff but yeah the mid tape era like some of Lil Wayne best songs is mid tapes <laughs> Yeah. And Gucci. I don't like. Yeah. Them, OJ the Juice Man. Um shit. It, uh I got I got a box full of mixtapes and I should have went through them, man. It's so much. Uh <laughs> it's so many mixtapes. But the DJs was always doing mixtapes. That was mm-hmm. just something they that was just something they did. Excuse me, a way to do money. I mean a way to create a form of revenue. But it 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 was a problem when the the stuff that was supposed to use to promote the album became better than the album. So mm. they they had to figure out a way to move them out the way. And when I got hit, the RIAA hit me. Like, you see what I'm saying? But they aren't. I had to do research on all this. I was like, how did they were? You know, he showed me his badge and everything. Like, why is the Recording Industry Institute of America? Why are they why are they up here on me? Yeah. And, and what, who said they could arrest me? And it was like, nah, that wasn't that wasn't what that was. They all they did was point, yep, that's he can't have that. And the the cops came and arrested me. The the state of Georgia could give a less about mixtapes, but at the same time, that was their way of cracking down yeah. on what was you know trying to drive people back to the store. How they found out about Judah? Uh, I have no earthly idea. <laughs> I have no earthly idea. I mean, we were we were doing great work. We had we had a we had a phenomenal store. I'll show you some pictures when we finished. Um, we had a phenomenal store. Crackheads Gone Wild, um, The Raw Report, you, like Smack. You remember Smack? Smack. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not even a thing now anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, Raw Report. We had um, Uncut um, uncut DVD. Then, you know, Jelly had the music video mixtapes. 
Um, but there was no, there was, YouTube wasn't even, at that time, YouTube wasn't even allowing artists to upload their videos. So, you know, there was no place that you could get those interviews like you can get them now through podcasts. Yeah. So the DVD era was like, oh shit, you know, everyone, any real Boosie fan, I'll tell you about that Boosie DVD. Oh man, if you see 20... I'm a, see, that's all everybody talks about Boosie. And he was just in there just throwing money. If you see a 20, I'm a Boosie. And so it was just one of those things like, okay, yeah. But that's what made Boosie great. That's what, that helped him be great. DJ Drama with all the, um, and Don Cannon, the affiliates, I think that was their name. That's how they did that. And who was the other one? Scream was a uh, Hoodrich. Mm, that was Scream. Because, yeah. you know, Hoodrich and Scream, honestly, I would tell you this. I believe that's why he's on the radio. Because of his hood rich tapes, but he was very—he was a very good businessman. But yeah, small things like that. Them tapes, Fifty Cent. You, know, everybody knows this story. That's literally how he came up and came into power. But yeah, and with all that being said, I just started DJing, and then I DJ there got hit. That took me back. But I was—I never forget because it—it the my career works in mysterious ways. I got hit with a thousand dollar fine and one year probation. So anybody would tell you that fine is way too high because that means you have to pay $150. I had to pay $150 a month. And every time I came in there, mind you, I'm in there with felons. Niggas yeah. got drug charges, niggas out of jail. I'm in here with CDs. <laughs> my, my, um, my probation officer didn't even remember me. Every time he was like, why are you here again? Why are you here again? He, it was almost like, why are you showing up? Why are you, yeah, doing, why you, are you doing what's right? <laughs> and it's the, man, when I tell you probation is the weirdest shit, because when I went to the probation office, they had a sign up and it said, tuck your shirt in. And people would be, they would get there, man, fuck, they ain't tucking my shirt in. I'm like, why are you not reading this sign and making this, this, this whole interaction as minuscule as possible? Yeah. He was, as soon as you see it, because I never, I walked to the door, he said, who said tuck your shirt in? I start to say, man, I can read. It say y'all got like eight signs around here, like, bro. But that's the way they play you to try to insert dominance. But yeah, I got hit like that. And when I was my first week, my first week I had to go see my probation officer was when I had a meeting with the radio station. Mm-hmm. So I had to literally do my probation and then run to the. Luckily, they were both downtown, and then run straight to the radio station. So when I first started with the radio station, I was on probation for. That and it was just mm. like it, it, it. Like I said, it's weird because if if they knew that, they would have never like. Man, oh, so, they, so they ain't do no research on you on that. They they, at the, they were just looking for free labor. He oh. was expecting me to quit. My boss was <laughs> my boss was an asshole. Mm-hmm. He was really expecting me to quit because that's what he did. He ran people off. He would let you come in, but he would just run you off. Mm-hmm. It was old. It was a push pull. Gemini, real Gemini, real, <laughs> real. You know, hot, cold one minute. But, yeah, he his whole thing was to run you the fuck off. That's what he wanted to do. He he, he tried his best to make sure you never came back. And, see, uh, only older radio people would know this. The newer, because you got social media and all that, the newer radio and program directors are a lot different than the older ones. Mm-hmm. The older ones would talk to you like you were pieces of shit. Why the fuck did you say that? You are the dumbest mother. I'm talking about, like, that you're on the air talking. So they try to fix your grammar and stuff like that? He was just he was just being a dick. Yeah. He was just a dick. There wasn't nothing wrong with my there wasn't nothing wrong with nothing I did, honestly, because if it was, I wouldn't have got on the top 40 station. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I'm a black guy on top 40. You know how you know how hard it is to cross that line? But Justin Bryant, luckily, he saw the potential and you know, he saw that I was getting it made sense to him, so why why hinder him? But for 
And uh, the black guy, shit, man. Why, why would I let Blackjack do it? What the yeah. fuck? I, I, um, I know we're going on a deep tangent here, but when I got my first remote, I had been there probably like maybe seven years. Never done a remote. Never. You want to do remote because you make more money doing remotes. Mm. I had been there seven years. He did every remote. He let some. He let other people do remotes. They did terrible on remotes. Showed up late. Brakes were awful. Everything was bad. One of the salespersons asked me, could I do a remote? I said, yeah, I'm free. But check with my program director. I told her to do that because she's setting it up. She didn't evidently and yeah. sold the remote with my name on it. I got pulled off of air for a week because he thought I was trying to do some underhanded shit. Yeah. But mind you, the client wanted me because she sold me to the client. Who the fuck are you to tell me who does remotes on my station? She's like, well, if the client is asking for someone on your staff, I don't understand why the client can have what they want. But he was just being a dick because he liked to be in control of shit. Mm. So it was one of those type of situations. And he went downstairs and cussed everybody out. He was known for cussing motherfuckers out. He's like, who the fuck are y'all? Who gives a fuck? I'm talking about like dead ass serious. I see him cuss somebody out in, in front of a concert. It was the, it was like, damn, you felt sorry for the man. Like, it, but that's old program directors. That's how. That's just, it's just weird as shit. That's how they are. They're just, mm -hmm. this shit's weird as fuck. It, it seems like, oh man, he's a nice guy. Behind the scenes, he's a fucking asshole. Most so, program directors are. Which radio station this was? This was 92.3 when it was, um, it's the same one. I've only, I've, I've only worked for Cumulus my whole entire career. But it was 92.3 and it was the previous program director. But yeah, he was that way. Justin Bryant on B95 wasn't that way at all. If you did something wrong, he would just tell you, man, don't do that, you know. You can't do it that way. It was just the black guy. The black mm -hmm. guy was just a dick. He was just a he was just a dick. There's no way about it. If anybody wants to argue me on that, <laughs> I dare you. I, oh, he was black. Yeah, he was black. He was an asshole. Damn. He was a big black motherfucker. That probably because of, you know some people say once you get into a higher power, you you know you build that. You can, but he was just a dick. There was yeah. no reason to be a dick. If, if, I, if you can tell me what I'm doing wrong without without calling me a son of a bitch or a stupid motherfucker yeah. or a dumb asshole or you know, never forget in the middle of a mix show. In the middle of a mix show, mixing man, I'm trying to get my groove, trying to get my groove, trying to catch my little wave, trying to make sure the shit ride right. Evidently, he had a problem with somebody at RCA, and I played a Chris Brown song. He came in there and he cut the pot off. Now, one thing in radio, the one thing you don't want is dead air. Because what's the first thing you do when you hear dead air? You think your radio broke, so you change the station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't want dead air because you mm. want them there. So he said, fuck that. No Chris Brown. No RCA at all. I'm in the middle of a mix show, bro. I got like 12 minutes to go before my stop set, and you just going to come in here. Like, you fucked up my own show. You yeah. could have told me that when I first got on air. Look, bro. Now, nah, RCA ain't doing us right. I got to show these motherfuckers what's up. Nah, you want to be a dick about it. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? And just, you know, throw your weight around. But he was always an asshole. And people tell me that all the time. Like, nah, nah, he had a lot going on. No, he was an asshole. Anybody who wants to fight me on that is a, is a motherfucking liar. He was the reason I quit. <laughs> he was literally the reason I quit because he kept bringing me on trumped up charges. Mm -hmm. I was doing mine. My name is solid here. That's how I had. All right, we'll run it down. I'll run my schedule down the way it worked. Monday through Friday... I did a one-hour mix on B95, and then on from because I did one hour, I did a one hour or thirty-minute mix on Justin Bryant show on B95. Then on LZN, I would mix from time to time on the midday show, the thirty-minute mix. So I'm on the air five days out the week already, right there. Then Friday, I had a mix show from ten to midnight on Friday. 
on the Urban Station. Then the Top 40 Station, I had another two hours from 8 to 10. Mm -hmm. So there's that right there. Then Saturday, I had four hours with the Saturday Night Spin Cycle, and I had two more hours on B95. So you see what I'm saying? I'm on the air consistently. The B95 Top 40 Station had not absolutely one problem with me. But the urban guy was like, man, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. Bro, I didn't know it was supposed to be done. Yeah. You didn't ask me. What the fuck I look like? How would I know to ask you what it needed to be done? All you had to do was tell me or write down an email. This needs to be done. 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 Yeah. Now, your layout. Yeah. Like he wanted to be a dick about it. So, yeah. So, it just became a point where I was just like, especially when I got that night show on B95. It's like, you know what? I don't even, want to, I don't even care about urban. You know what? I'm cool on that. Find somebody else to do it. Whatever. That's when he got pissed was on some shit like, man, fuck all that, man. You know, you ain't no fucking way you finna come over here and use me as a stepping stone to your next move. Yeah. And this son of a bitch literally just started writing me up for small shit. He tried to write me up because I missed the shift. I wasn't there to mix live. But I, my program ran just fine. And I had to show him, I said, I had to show my his his boss, like, what is this write-up about? Well, he says you missed your shift and you ain't let anybody know. I said, that's a lie. I told him in this text message. He said, okay. He didn't say, okay, let's discuss. Okay, let's make a plan. He said, okay. Okay means okay to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it means, all right, thumbs up. So yeah. then he had to adjust that. Well, 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 well. That's how I knew he was, oh, now you backpedaling because you on slippery slope. You didn't think I had that. So yeah. I just, I just like, this motherfucker is just being a dick. So I just wanted to go to B95. And then he just wrote me up again for playing unauthorized music. And I was just like, I, you, want, you want me to tell you the song that got me fired? What? And the artist that got me fired? Roddy Rich. What song? Um, his first single, not the one with um, 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 Marshmallow. Yeah, I Don't Want to Die Young. The, his first single. He was the song was doing amazing on YouTube. He was yeah. like, "Man, who the fuck? That's unauthorized music." I was like, "Niggas, you shitting? This song got ten million. It it is moving quickish, man, mm -hmm. man." And I only played it once. It's not a fucking problem. He had someone. He actually called someone in corporate to listen to my show and write down every song I fucking played to 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 do my playlist. Now, mind you, in radio, yes, that is a that is a problem. You know that that's not something they want you to do. But really, bro. And I and the other thing was I wasn't the only one fucking doing it. Yeah. I wasn't the only one playing unauthorized music. So you gonna I'm the only one getting rid of. All right, cool. You know what? You know what? I'm good on this. You know what? Fine. <laughs> Fuck it. You know what? All right, all right. That's what you want. You can keep it. I'm out of here. Everyone was like, "You really gonna quit?" Yeah, man. Because I just I ain't yeah, here I for this. On me, man. I'm yeah, trying yeah. to make. I'm trying to make history. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm out of here. You know what? They were like, "Man, but you got to be like, I. He wanted. He wanted. He can have it. Good luck. And a year later, they let him go. Mm -hmm. A year later, they let him go. And I wasn't thinking about radio. I never called, never asked them. You know, I see some of them in the streets. But then they, a year later, they called me back. It's like, Blackjack, you know, we want to know if you, if you had an interest in getting back on air. Yeah, man, what's up? And then they brought me back in. And we've been here and rocking ever since. And my show has been steady, steady moving forward. And, and doing great things, but yeah, it, I, I just had to move out that man way. But he, I wasn't the only person that did that. He did that to my home. He did some lame ass shit to my homeboy, uh, Macadocious. Mac had Mac had beat him in the ratings book because you know we have ratings. That's how we mm -hmm. get judged with shit. He had beat him in the book. He had a, uh, I want to say he had a twelve share, and uh, the midday guy had like a seven. 
So he was beating his ass. The night show was beating the midday show. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to go that way. Yeah, it's not. People getting off from work. Exactly. The midday show is normally for the younger people. Yeah. But the night show was whooping. And he told that man, he literally told that man, because he had two co-hosts. It was two girls. He told that man, he said, don't speak anymore. He said, don't talk. The only way you can talk is you talk on the phone if you uh if you got a phone call. Yeah. Why the fuck would you say that and he work and, and you see the numbers are working? You trying to, oh, okay. You want to control the race. You trying to slow him down, sandbag him, so you can push forward a little bit. And it was just, and he he was like, you know what? I ain't doing that shit. And he left too. And really, that was also another straw on my back. Because me and him were always there. We were tag teaming and doing shit all the time. Yeah. It was that's my that's my that's like my well, that's that's like my brother. So it was fun. We were there. We would do shit. We hit clubs, Thursday Turtle, all of that. But after that shit, after he quit, I was like, man, I don't, this shit's boring. I don't want to do this shit no. And he was on my ass. He's like, man, fuck this. Man, the money wasn't really worth it. Yeah. I, I got the fuck out the way. So yeah, that, that's pretty much that's yeah, that's my whole history from then until now on air. But being and the other thing the program director did. His name was Gentleman George, by the way. The other thing he did. Him <laughs> I mean, people like him. He's charismatic. He's good on air. He was actually very, very good on air. He's a dick, though. He's just a dick. Mm-hmm. But he, um, when I got the night show, I was working with Justin on Top 40 at B95. And he did, I'll never forget how I got it. He did this game, uh, Radio all about contest. That's why you hear those like, hey man, be calling number nine or hey, oh, okay, uh, okay. We're, we're gonna play this song in reverse. Like I was like we were talking about off here. Something to pull you in, a reason to listen. You stay uh, on and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. night, one time I did a riddle. You know, if y'all want these future tickets, you know, figure out this riddle. This one person called me six times. It's like, man, we high as hell in the house trying to figure this shit out. But that's what you want. You're here. I got you, I got you pulled in and you're registered in. So we, on B95, he was doing this thing where it said, um, uh, it was he, it was like a test. And it was just pretty much just, hey man, you know, this, this, and that. And he said, he literally said, who comes on after Justin Bryant? And it was a syndicated guy, a well-known guy. Mm-hmm. And they said, Blackjack. He's like, damn. I had, it was 20 people in that room and 17 of them all said your name. He said, it might be something to it. I wasn't, <laughs> I was the mix show guy. I only had a 30 minute mix show, but everyone liked my show and they thought I came on after Justin Bryan. So he yeah. was like, you know what, man, fuck it. You know, you can take the night show. Mm-hmm. When I got the night show, the black guy, I never forget this. He got on the conference call and said, hey man, I got some news to tell y'all, man. See, this is what I'm telling y'all about hard work. You see, you see how Blackjack came in and got hard work? See, I got Blackjack the night show on B95. The fuck you didn't? The black guy had nothing to do with that shit. That was the white guy's decision, Justin Bryant, to say, this is what I'm going to do over here. But the black guy took credit for it. Yeah, man, you know, I, you, <laughs> you didn't do a motherfucking thing. I was yeah. like, you got to be shitting me. I was like, I was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah, it'd be, it be little things like that in the industry. But that's why, I don't know if you know this, you don't see me with a bunch of people. You don't see me hanging around a bunch of people. You don't see me clicked up. Uh, I don't see you, though. I'm yeah. like. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out, but I'm just always dolo. I'm low mm-hmm. key. I'm dolo because I like the people watch. I want to see what they doing. I'm not. I'm not big on. I'm actually an introvert. Honestly, I'm no, very yeah, much. Too. <laughs> I'm very much an introvert. People don't believe that because it's like, man, you got all these logos and you got this van with your face on the side. This, you got no. That's marketing. I want you to pay attention to all of that shit so you leave me alone. Yeah. Don't talk to me. Yeah. Look at the van. Look at all of that. Just you know, remember that. But leave me completely alone because. With all truth and honesty, and I probably shouldn't say this, but this is the truth, and everybody knows I'm 100. I hate people. 
Mm. I don't. They they uh, they are they're hypocrites. Mm. They they love to say, ah, oh, you know, prime example. You know how uh, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock for. We're gonna say he made fun of Jada Pinkett's hair. He yeah. did it. It was just a joke, mm-hmm. and it was a good. If you ask me, it was a good joke. Everyone's like, you don't do that to women. Well, why is it okay to make fun of Stephen A. Smith's hairline? If we're talking about hair, you see what I'm saying? If we want to be equal about well, things. Not, that, that, that is more genetic, and that is a disease that she has. It's it's still hair loss. You don't think, he, you think he made fun of it. He that might be that might be his coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. He's allowed to make fun of himself. That's him making fun of himself. It's the same way we can't tell Lizzo to put on clothes, but we can tell Fat Joe. Your titties are hanging out. You see <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, double standard for guys. And, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Certain things about people are double standards. You know, they you can um, you can make fun of ugly men, but you can't make fun of ugly women. Mm-mm. You see what I'm saying? Are we is are we protecting ugly people or is it the man or the woman thing of it? You know, when a when a man when a relationship goes bad, what did the man do wrong? What did he do wrong? The women didn't do nothing. How you know she didn't do? You know what I'm saying? It's never yeah. like oh she wasn't there. Well, why she? You know, so it's just, that's what I mean by like, are y'all really thinking about it like this or are we really thinking about it, you know, the right way? Because that's why Charlemagne keeps his hair cut low. If Charlemagne showed you his hairline, he would be the butt of all jokes. <laughs> hey, it, but you got to see what he do already, though. Like, he make hella gay jokes. Yeah, like, but, well. but that's him being him, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not, he's not, he doesn't, to me, he doesn't make those jokes to be offensive. He just makes those, they're just, they're just digs at people. Yeah. He's not trying to, you know, really lean or press on anybody. Like, even when he went and leaned on Monique, that was his opinion. Even though, at the time, I thought he was right. I thought he was right, but everyone's upset because his platform is so huge, and they're yeah. like, why did you choose to pick on me? Wendy Williams has been picking on motherfuckers forever. Forever. Yeah. Wendy yeah. Williams is picking on people forever, and no one has ever, man, Wendy, you need to chill out. What Wendy gonna say today? Ooh, you know, ooh. I think, because it also, like, from a male's perspective, not perspective, but... For guys, mm-hmm. we not supposed to do that. But females are known for like gossip and all the other stuff, messy and being messy yeah. and stuff. And guys, we probably be more mature. We probably act more mature and do all the other stuff. That makes sense. But when you when when a woman is attacking my looks, what do I say back to her? I'm just supposed to sit there. Now I look like a chump. Yeah. But you're soft. You're and then she's the pushing your head. I knew you was a f- nigga. You see what I'm saying? So where 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 do I defend myself? Where am I allowed to put up a wall? That, see what I'm saying? Oh, I yeah. got to walk away. Now she chasing me and pushing me in the back of my head. Who's gonna get her to f- off of me? You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. I under I, I get the dynamics of I get the dynamics of that. But it's just like if we're gonna do this and we're gonna be these uh we're gonna be these equal warriors, then you know, stand on stand on your shit, gangster. Anybody yeah. tell you that's what I'm all about. Stand on your shit, stand square, two toes, uh, both feet down, look me square in my eye and tell me how you feel. Don't mm-hmm. sideways and cross your legs and all that. And well, you know, in this situation, you can do that. <laughs> no, no. If that's the way you wanna play it, then let's play it. If, yeah. you, if you don't, if you think people struggling with hair loss, <laughs> And yeah, then you don't want to make people like you don't want to make fun of people. If you don't want to make fun of fat people, well, then don't make fun of anybody fat. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You know, um, men, you don't think men have uh, body dysmorphia? You yeah. don't think they have? You know, it just because we have to be strong. Men have that same type of issue too. But you can't. She's a woman. She went through so much. Yeah, he did too. He he had a he had a downtime. His mama died. You know this happened. His his daughter died. He he went through something, but you know he yeah his fat ass. 
But it's just, I, I get it. Men are supposed to be the providers, the one with the thick skin. It's cool, but what I'm saying is don't attack every man because we say something. Mm-hmm. I think, like, uh, I think a... Uh, Kendrick Perkins recently got in trouble and said, man, you better pack a Lizzo-sized lunch. <laughs> I didn't, nah, yeah, I didn't see nothing wrong with that. Nah, yeah, I didn't see nothing wrong with that. But if he said, you better pack a Rick Ross-sized lunch, they would have been like, all right, cool. That, that wouldn't have been funny. It wouldn't have been we'll, funny, but... We would have been about some wings or something. But yeah, yeah, but my whole thing is he's just saying the fat part. So you can insert any fat person there. So the question is, why, if, why is Ross okay and Lizzo not? Like, why are we drawing the line? Oh, okay, she's a woman. Mm. Well, you know, I think it's, I, I, I mean, I know the answer to the question, but I just want people to think, and when they and when they actually say things and they want to stand on something, yeah, you you should always, you should stand on that for everybody. You should stand on, if that's how you're going to be across the board, then stand on that all the way across the board. Don't yeah. don't be, well, you know, it makes sense here or it makes sense there. No, nah, if, you, if, you, if you don't want to make fun of fat people, then don't make fun of anybody heavy at yeah. all. 600 pound life, none of that. Don't make fun of any of those people. I think it's people too sensitive. I'm definitely with that. I'm definitely with that. I come from a generation where bullying needed to, you know, where bullying was a thing and that it motivated you to be. And you know, also the internet. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the internet is nothing but bullying. That's yeah. all those vlogs are. I get, I'm get. i in the comment section all the time. Everybody's <laughs> trying to, yeah, everybody's trying to be funny to the next person. They're yeah. trying to drop a joke here. They're trying to drop a joke there. Somebody posts a picture of their, uh, of their child, they say, well, I don't know. He might only get a paternity test or some shit like hey, that. I heard, I heard that joke, right? Okay. Have you seen the incident with the people inside the um the um the burger place? Yeah. With the fourteen year old. Yep. Okay. They said he came out. Of, he came in out looking for burgers and came out with wings. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> that I would say that 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 was a good that was a good joke. I actually someone actually put that on the shirt. Which is the weirdest thing, but that uh, that was a good joke. But Buddy was a bully, though. He he was a bully. Mm-hmm. Everyone says that. They even his family admits that. My whole thing is, so I, I just, thought they were saying like he was a good person. If he got two kids to provide, he for. got kids. Now I'm not saying he ain't got a family. You know, he didn't he didn't have children. I don't know his relationship with his children. But if you hear, if you see his. If you see the way his family is rebuttaling the situation, oh y'all niggas just making fun of him now because he knocked he knocked all y'all motherfuckers out. He knocked everybody out. You know he had that one hit quitter. So and it like, sounded like he in the sky. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. So it sounded like you know you 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 play with guns, <laughs> you yeah. eventually gonna shoot yourself. Yeah. And you know and for him to attack that woman, like I said, I don't know the I don't know the front part of it. But at the same time, ain't nothing. You there ain't no reason. There's never no reason to draw back and cop back and hit a woman. Anybody, but especially a woman like that, that don't even, you know, that that, that made no sense at all. And the and the boy and and the boy in my heart, that's what you want. That's what you want from your son, because you know, if the roles was reversed, I do it too. But ah, with that, that was a good joke. I do say that to round <laughs> that off. But at the same time, I'm just not for dissing the dead. Yeah, I'm. I'm. He he did. He got what you know. There's you didn't say. There's no reason he can't come back. It's just like when they, this new the new disrespect thing now where they be taking people headstones and they ops and they be pissing on their ops grades yeah. and all that. I'm not on that because because to me that's a sucker move because he can't do shit. He dead. Mm-hmm. He's dead. You you won evidently because he's dead. Take it take it take your W and just keep it pushing. There, there's no reason to there's no reason to smoke a op pack because actually we were talking about. That exact joke at R and R before I came here. Oh, for real? Okay. Yeah, that exact joke, and what, and we, me, and um, general manager came to the same conclusion. We was like, you know, if it was the other way around, it'd have been a different story, like the King Von and Quando Rondo situation. Mm, yeah, you know, I, um, Von was known to be that guy. 
If you hear his lyrics, that's what he talking about. Quando got the drop on him. Like what I'm, what you know what I'm saying? And I, I bet you if no, nah, nah, he got the drop on Quando. It just <laughs> hey, what what decision you made end up to your demise? Yeah. And I, w- I will say this: if 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 Vaughn won the situation, I guarantee you, Quando would be in a, a shit ton of songs. Quando ain't put Vaughn in the song that I know of. Yeah, like, he talked about it a couple of times. Okay, but <laughs> not that I heard. But if you said it happened, it happened. But it's just one of them things. Like, if if that's if that's how you move it, that's how you move it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, I hate that that happened. Don't do that then. You know, the uh, I will say this: the weirdest thing about hip hop now is. Those people want to be there. They they want to do the action and then not reap the consequences and project it. Like I did this. You heard me about such and such. We do now back in the, and they want to be the and they want to be rappers and and artists. Earlier in hip hop, man, the folk didn't want to be rappers. They, they, everybody want to be a gangster. This, yeah. man, this is shit I do. Wayne used to say it all the time. I am not a rapper. Everybody wanted to be gangsters, so they would just rap on the side. But now it's flipped. Everybody wants to rap and talk about the gangster shit that they did. So that's the only problem I have, man. If you're doing, if you're doing streets, you should stay in the streets. And a lot of stuff, especially that Kwame Wano, King Von, shit, with some street shit. But you know, it is what it is. You brought it. You brought it over here to the rap game. So yeah, I hate. Like I said, I hate that it happened because he had loved ones. But everybody has loved ones. The yeah. YM, the YMW Melly situation is terrible. Um, I always, I really talk to kids about that Tay K situation. Like, yeah, hey, man. free that boy, man. <laughs> he made a decision. I mean, yeah. he, he was young as shit. He was young as hell, and it was a, it was a. I was all for the storyline because that race and the way he did it, like, oh man, that, it looked super <laughs> cool. Yeah, but I don't know if you noticed. Once he got his time. It hit him like I think he got thirty five years or something. Oh no, he had way more than that. Okay, he had fifty. Okay, see now it hit him like I'm really not getting out of here. Yeah, like you know now it's like man, that was stupid as shit. Maybe I should have turned myself in. I should have been more a little less, you know, a little more apologetic. Damn, maybe I, I really gotta. Fuck. Yeah, so you gotta you gotta stop playing with these people because these people ain't playing with you. That's their job to catch you. Yeah, that's the, they, they but don't sometimes they be too easy on the wrong people. Just what the dudes yeah. shot the school. Yeah, they ain't give him the same amount thing, uh, same amount of stuff they gave TK. I will say that they. I will say the law isn't fair. Yeah, but but you gotta remember he didn't have the same that that video. That video, they look at that shit as taunting. I wish I had my friend here. She used to be in, uh, she used to work in law enforcement in DC. And they'll tell so you. So you talk about the music video? Yeah. That, so was, them ta- that was TK taunting the police. Mm-hmm. They don't like that shit. Cause you know, that's, you know, it's just like when you go on any, like if, if it's probably, if your, if your, uh, if your girlfriend or your wife comes to your job and slaps you, your coworker gonna make fun of you. Mm-hmm. So whoever's assigned to that case that couldn't t- catch TK, it was they all month they were probably singing that song. Hey man, I'm doing the race. You still ain't <laughs> caught that? You know, nobody wants that because it's like you're failing at your job. But also they do the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They do do the you same know, thing. It, have you seen like making like making web like how they post pictures about? Oh yeah, we caught that person. That that I'm not I'm not a fan of. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that at all whatsoever. I'm not a fan of that. You know, back in the police car, you know, pitches and, you know, them cracking jokes. Ooh. Ooh. He, oh, he had something on the grill. Well, we gonna eat his chicken. Yeah. I'm just, it. just do your job. Get him off the street. Move out the way. To me, it sounds like you clout chasing. You know better than them. Yeah. You know, because y'all want, y'all want this clout or, you know, the, I think the, the sheriff of Miami used to do stupid shit like that. Create raps about uh, artists, you know, about cool. Fugitives. Damn. Yeah, it's it's some it's somewhere on the internet about a couple fugitives. He made a rap 
But it's just like, bro, just do your job. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, it, it, there's other ways to figure that out. If you're trying to be inclusive with social media, you don't need to do that. That's clout chasing. But everybody, the whole thing is attention is the biggest drug. Everybody yeah. wants to go viral. Um, no, this is one of the questions, like for like artists and stuff. Yeah, how do you get played on the radio? What do you mean? Like, cause you know, people be wanting to get their music out there. Cause that go lead up to another thing. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, people want to get their music out there. Sometimes it'd be hard to get on the radio. The uh, the the industry answer is submit submit the submit your songs to the music director or the program director in the format of either well, it's probably gonna be Wade, but they're gonna ask you MP3 because that's gonna be quicker to send the file over. And make sure you have the song titled right, labeled right. And you have the graphics and everything. It needs to be presentable. It doesn't oh, okay. need to be uh, track seven. The fuck is track seven? And you need to have all your information in the email. Now, the actual answer is put in the work. Put in the work. Stop coming to us first. Stop. Stop it. Go to the people first. Because mm-hmm. we play with the people want to hear. That's the thing, too. Because, yeah, I do play with the people want to listen to. But y'all be late because the because I would rather be late than be than to be early and off. I mean, okay. so okay. Uh, the best way to put it is um, if if you were if you were do you like hot you like buffalo wings or hot wings? Yeah, it's decent. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm, not, I'm just saying it's, it's, just a, it's just a question. So if I had on the menu, I had lemon pepper, honey barbecue, and hot wings. Mm-hmm. Which one would you order? Yeah, that motherfucker lemon pepper. Yeah. Okay, now <laughs> let's say I have on the let's say I have on the menu lemon pepper, honey barbecue, honey hot, mild, medium, tongue torch, um, and uh, uh, a spicy, uh, uh, let's say a spicy sweet barbecue. Mm-hmm. Which one you gonna order? Um, um, the hot, <laughs> the honey hot. See, see what I did there? <laughs> I gave you, I gave you more. Of a choice, yeah. You, I didn't just give you like, listen. I let I, I gave you diversity, and that's what it's. That's what when you're looking at programming, that's what you're looking at. If you jump off too early, because you still want hot, but look what you wanted. You wanted hot and lemon pepper. Yeah, you could still you could have still did the same thing in that menu because all the flavors are still there. You could have still let me get the lemon pepper with hot. Can I put those two together? Because the ingredients are still there, but I put it there for you when it's like, oh, and where did I come up with that? Because a lot of people were ordering lemon pepper, a lot of people order hot. So I put honey, I mean, lemon pepper hot. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So boom. But that's how it that's how it is. If you're too early on a song, you alienate your audience. Nobody wants to listen to unheard of music. Now, it, 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 I don't care what you're saying. You, if you were looking for it, yes. But if you're driving home in your car at seven o'clock and I play the the new Chris Brown. I'm still taking a chance. It's not a bigger chance. But it's a name with that. Yeah, yeah. It's not a. It. It's not a bigger chance as it would be with you, mm-hmm. the unknown artist that doesn't have a track record. But still, it's still like I. Uh, it's Chris. Let's see what it can do. He has. A, he at least has a track record of doing of making good hits. Yeah. But you are absolutely no one. You know what I'm saying? You have to always look at yourself like that. You haven't. I haven't seen you 
do any work in the street. And when you submitted your record, you didn't submit a proposal of what you got going on. You didn't tell me how your what your rollout is. You didn't tell me where you were going next. You didn't tell me what your ads was. You didn't send me any merch. You didn't create any excitement about it. You literally just called me and told me that everybody told me that they want to hear this. Now, you did hear what they said um, at the beginning of this year. I want to say the beginning of this quarter about Spotify. There were like something like 12 million songs uploaded to Spotify that didn't even have one play. One play. That means you yeah. uploaded and you didn't even listen to it. So you see what I'm saying? So why, if you brought me one of those songs, would I play that record? Why? Why would I play that record and and alienate my audience or hurt hurt my listeners' ears with your with your brand new single? I'm not saying we don't want not, not a brand new single. Cause like, yeah, if you worked it, if you worked it, I'm for it. If you worked it, I'm for it. Okay, Can I see on your video that you were playing on YBN, um, YBN, Rub Off the Paint. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, the song came out in 2017. Yeah, so it worked. It moved. He dropped way more songs before then, but a, a year later, it's just like. Well, I get what you're saying with that one. That was still that. That's when it dropped, but it didn't get. It didn't reach the point to where it needed our help until that time that I played it because it never got a rotation. And uh, what you want from your record. Is for it to be in rotation. That's how Fifty Cent has that. I don't know what award he just got. It's like a triple diamond, platinum diamond, some shit I've never heard of before. Award. Mm-hmm. That's because his record stays in rotation. If your record gets played a lot and it doesn't go in rotation and stay, yeah, it's not a good record. Mm-hmm. You see okay. what I'm saying? Because I play hits. You can't uncertify a hit. To hit. Yeah, I'm gonna play a hit before new music every day. It's just like in the club. I just before off air, I was telling you about the the uh, Meek Mill's Dreams and Nightmares. I played it. Yeah, I played it. They were already bopping to it and other reasons and shit. I played it. When I played in that spot, everybody was upset. The owner told me out of his mouth, "Turn that shit the fuck off." Three weeks later, hold on, wait a minute. Yeah, no, no. So you have to you have to pick and choose, and you have to have the right time to play it because if you're too early. You look stupid. Mm-hmm. You can stand on that all you want. I play the highest music first. And it's also, also, it's about how you play it. If there's a time and a place to play new music. I am not going to play the new Glorilla at 11 a.m. or 1. Mm-hmm. That is no, no, no. Who yeah. am I playing to? I'm playing to people who are on the job, who are moving around. No, I would rather play it at night when you're more relaxed in yeah, the day. Yeah, to the club. Yeah, yeah. it's easier. And then it gets moved up in rotation. But to, to come up there and demand that you should get played in the yeah, club, yeah. it's just, you just, a lot of people want that, but you have to work the record. Mm-hmm. It's no different from the, your playlist. There's a lot of songs in these playlists that you can skip. Guess what you can't do on the radio? Skip, but you can't change the station. And now I got to draw you back in because you left. And I'm trying to help you. And you're not even coming up there doing interviews. You won't do a show with me. You know what I'm saying? You won't send me no drops. I have a hard time getting you on the phone. So why the fuck am I playing your record again? Mm, you see what I'm saying? You're not, you're, it's not a two-way street. You think I should play this because you're just so tight. Cool. Well, go get all the medals and then force me to play it. But if you want me to help you, then you need to help me too. You see what I'm saying? I need you at the radio station. If, you, if you're a local artist, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you local artists a gem. 
if you are a local artist and you want the radio station to play your record, or if the radio station is playing your record, pull up on them when they're at a remote. Mm. Call the radio station. Hey, man, when y'all next remote, bro, I'm pulling up. We're just going to surprise y'all. That will be like, that gives you traction. That gives you leverage. Look, man, we done did, we done did such and such with you and da, da, da. I'm not going to say I know this for a fact because I don't work for Hot 97 or Radio 1. I mean, Hot 107 or Radio 1. Do you think they really paid for all those artists at Birthday Bash? No, nah, some of them based off relationship. You got to get your relationship right. Yeah. And that's the problem. You come through the door thinking that, thinking that if I don't play your record, I'm going to fail. Okay, you know, I have a job. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You try to get on the platform. Mm-hmm. You need to understand the way this thing works. You don't go in the kitchen and tell them, look, brother, you're not doing such and such right. That's a chef. Let him work his move. If you want uh, you want your drink or if you want your stuff done a certain way, you need to build that relationship up. So, yeah, that's the whole thing. Stop running the radio with unedited. <laughs> yeah, definitely unedited. Uh, you don't even have the metadata on your song. You don't even, you're not, you can't even track your song and see if it's counting when it gets played. And I can look up any song that is, um, that is registered. I can look up and see who's playing. And you're telling me this is the hottest song. If this is the hottest song, why the fuck is it getting played? I even have access to Shazam. So if it's so hot it's getting played everywhere, why isn't people Shazam and they figuring out? You see what I'm saying? I have access to all of that. Mm-hmm. So when you come to me, just count me correct. If there are a lot of, there's a, there was an artist, his name was, uh, I want to say he's from Fort Valley, his name was Hancho, or Dublin, his name was Hancho. And he had a song called Track Hawk Geeky. Good record. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good record. It, Nigga about this big, <laughs> no, better yet, he like he like five foot even, little small motherfucker. I heard it. I like, oh, I like that. It's the way, it's the way he. I, if I find it, I play it for you all, friend. I like the record, and I believe. And I saw him performing. I said, yep, you got something. You got something. This record is big. You're small. If you stand on top of this, it's gonna, it's gonna work. But yeah, even I tell you this, and I stand on this too. Um, inside of a. We have a we have a meeting with all program directors uh, on the urban side, and we talk about music all the time. And I remember I seen Glorilla FNF come across. Now I wasn't I wasn't given the record first. Mm-hmm. I wasn't you know part of the initial. But when I did see it, she had a team. Like from jump, she had a team. She she yes and no because Devin Steele at Hot 1079 was also one of the ones who played it early. But I'm pretty sure they played it late at night. But he's from Memphis, where they're from, so they had that connection. I think V103 was a little later on it. But when I heard the record, mind you, these program directors are running stations in all southern regions, and they're all trying to get their station to sound the way they want it to sound so they can sell it. Mm-hmm. But when I heard the record and I told them about the record, they were like, what? Hot nigga free? They, were, they didn't get it. They, was, they were real standoffish from it. And then it hit, and then they saw the numbers, and oh, we got to jump on it. But see, that's what I'm saying. She had both sides of it. She had the numbers and she had the movement of the people. Because mm-hmm. even, uh, I want to say, uh, uh, Hot 179's old program director, um, Jerry Smokin' B, when Jeezy was trying to get his record played in Atlanta, the the DJ came to him, the, the program, like, bro, listen to, listen to it. And the program director is always supposed to be very precautious about new music because his responsibility is the sound of the station, mm-hmm. how the station sound. And what I tell you, I tell you the tidbits off air. You'll you'll listen to the radio a little bit different now. But he he the DJ brought Jerry Smoking B to the club and it's like, look, man, this shit tearing up, bro. You got to get on this. And I don't, you know, he saw the reaction. He said, "Fuck it, let's run it." And, and that thing, boom. Go ahead. And that thing too, like. 
why you, why they don't pay attention to the pattern? Because you, okay, just say, uh, fuck they free, right? Yeah. You came out, okay, you got Megan Stallion, that pop for her type of music. Yeah. You got the City Girls. You yeah. got a lot of, you got the new artists, they got some of the similar patterns they have. Mm-hmm. You you have no, you should automatically jump on that. So, like, you jump on it early. I know, nobody told you. No, you good. But you should automatically jump on it. Because you already see the other artists doing the same exact thing, and then this person come. You got to jump on that. All right. Here's a way to explain that. A lot of people sell hot wings, right? Mm-hmm. A ton of people sell hot wings. Yeah, not everybody yeah. eating hot wings good. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Just because you have that and you sound like that don't mean it's good as that. But when I saw the video, I saw girls having fun. I just mm-hmm. saw it didn't it didn't need to be elaborate. They weren't dressed up. They literally looked like they shot that in 45 <laughs> minutes. But they had the most energy. And she stood on that shit like I bought me the freak, and I was like, "Yeah, I can kind of see." It. And then everybody was actually—I don't know if you remember when it, when it hit the internet, people were making fun of it. Like, what yeah. the fuck is this shit? And I was like, "Nah, I like this." She got the henny bottle, the baby. They're not—they're not—they don't have any guns, didn't have any weed. They were just literally in a parking lot having fun, twerking on headlights. I was like, "That looks like them having fun." And then from there, not forcing anything. Not like forcing anything. So it was—it was a natural come across. And when I suggested that, when I suggested that, I would tell you it took. It took them like a whole month to be like, I don't know. Because you got to remember, some program directors are older. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They went to the Mary J. Blige Strength of a Woman, and Glorilla was on that stage. Now, City Girls, Mary J. Blige, I want to say it was Sweetie. It was, it was Strength of a Woman. So when you put that up there and you're talking, you got Mary J. Blige headlining, you're talking to an audience that's 30, well, we'll say 35 plus, probably all the way about 60. They are not looking to hear Glorilla. But the people who did come for Mary J. Blige, Erica by doing all them, they said, man, goddamn, when Glorilla got up there, damn, everybody was yelling, fuck nigga. And they, just like everybody else, that's what I mean by if you want the radio to play it, work the record. If they're excited about it, then I'm excited about it. But it's very hard for me to get you excited about it because guess what you can do? You can turn me the fuck off. But if you put it in their face and you showing them that, oh, shit, Okay, cool. Well, let's make this work. You know, but I'm all for that. But it's just, you just have this, you got to come correct, man. You just, and a lot of people, some people music just, it's not ready for radio. And you have to just accept that. That single might not work. Go back and do another one. I, like I said, I told you, I told you earlier, five years. I, five years, I was, five years, I wasn't allowed to DJ on here. I was editing other DJs' mixes. I had equipment. I was doing parties. I wasn't allowed to DJ. Then I say, man, fuck this shit. All right, cool. I can edit a mix. Like, like <laughs> I can chop that shit the fuck up. You see what I'm saying? All right, if you want me to do this, I'm going to learn it. I'm going to be the best at it. So when it came time to do my shit, I was nice with it. That's why I had, like, I had four different mix shows at one time. So, it, yeah, it was easy for me. If I didn't learn how to edit mixes, there was no way I was going to be able to mix on B95. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you just have to, when it comes to that, artists, stop getting discouraged because someone won't play it. Look what Lil Russell did. La Russell, he's out there in the Bay Area. He he put a compound in his backyard. He hosts his own. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, y'all know you. Yeah, that. um, nigga, go get that bag. He he put he does his own stuff. I mean, I think radio should play him, but now he's he's built up such a platform where he really doesn't need radio. I think I honestly want to play him, but I don't know how to get in contact with him to get the, the records from him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to get because it's. 
you know, he's always like, yo, pay what you want. I get I get his um whole stigma yeah, and yeah. I get his uh marketing ploy, but I always wanted to play as soon as I heard go get that bag. That's how I wanted to start my show off, nigga. Yeah. Go get that. Oh yeah, you go got get that bag. bag. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's right there. But he's also on the he's he's on the west coast and there aren't that many urban stations on, on the uh west coast. There's a lot of Hispanic stations, but there are a lot of Hispanic people. Yeah. And like I like I was telling you earlier. Certain things are harder to sell. That's why you don't see. You're like, oh man, I need that. Man, you'll be surprised how easy it is, easy it is to sell a country station. It's easy as shit to sell it to get Kroger to sponsor something for a country station. Oh yeah, yeah. Than it is to get Kroger to sponsor something for an urban station. Hey man, we're doing this. Part. If if a country artist, if you were a country station, you said you had a country artist that you want to bring to a venue. Mm-hmm. Hey, cool. But if I said I wanted to bring an urban artist that same thing, man, who? What? Nah. Huh? Shit, man. They're going to look at the video. They're going to go through your Instagram. And artists, by the way, that's something else I want to say. Please stop putting these guns on your Instagram and stop smoking dope on your Instagram. Because when you want to go to these schools, that's the first place these people look. Mm. That's the first place they look. And then you got to remember if they can see it, the parents can see it. So when the kids go back home and tell the parents who came to the school, they go to the Instagram, and now the school's in trouble. Once again, corporations do not like backlash. They want to get that shit the fuck out of there. Now you're drawing attention to them. Now they got to explain this shit. And guess what? They didn't make any money off of that. Now you got somebody's jobs in jeopardy. All because they want to seem cool. Fuck it. So they just won't do it. So you, you always have to understand the image that you're portraying. And another thing, I think artists have gotten a lot better with it now. Take your pages off private. Stop with the private shit. Take your shit off private. Yeah, you got a crazy baby mama. Create a second page. You know, create a second page and block it. It is what it is. I do not want to have to follow you, get approval to follow you. You're, you're making the you're making the entry fee way too tough for me. Yeah. Same way you wouldn't pay a hundred dollars to go see an unknown artist. And that's the best way to look at getting your record on the radio. Mm. Would you would someone pay to go see you? So why would I play you? Because I want people to pay attention to me. The first part of pay attention is pay. I want people to pay attention to me. Yeah. So why would, if you can't get anyone to pay to see you, then why would I play your record? Yeah. So yeah, you just need to have, you just have more focus on what you want out of your career and how, how do you say, you need to really want it. Because a lot of these artists tell you, man, look, Lil Duval won Mm-hmm. It took him forever to get on the radio. But he wasn't trying to care about that. He was a comedian. But he had always been doing music. Mm-hmm. He'd been doing music forever. He been, we fucking him. He, he wait, way before that, uh, I'm a raw you. He'd been doing music forever. So it's some people, two chains. Look how old two chains is. Yeah. It took him a minute for him to get a hit. Player Circle was cool. I didn't really like the Player Circle album. Didn't understand it. But you know, when he when he got on his shit. He was so new to so many people to the point that they thought he was a younger artist. He's considered a, you know, part of the younger generation of artists. But he's... He went through... I think a lot of people look at him because he went through a rebranding. Yeah, he did. He definitely did go through a rebranding because he he went... He was a group and all that. But he understood what it was. He wasn't upset at none of that. He also leveraged his relationships with Greg Street and all that. You know, the whole thing is build relationships. Stop coming up here with this swag packed and all this thing and you just going... Bully me into playing your shit. It is what it is. If I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. Because guess what? If it gets to the point where I need to play it, I will play it. But guess where it won't go? It won't go on a recurrence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It'll drop. It'll drop right the <laughs> fuck off the face of the earth. Guess what? Young Jock is still performing. 
it's going down because yeah. it's a hit and it's a recurrent. That's what you want. Um, all those songs I just said, Fifty Cent in the Club. That's one of them. But there are a bunch of those songs. Um, Yin Yang Twins. All of their songs get played. There isn't a club in America that doesn't play a Yin Yang Twin song. So that's what you want. You want your records to live longer than you. But also, they come from like the songs that you mentioned. Yeah. These are songs that got played on, yeah. on the platform. But say, some songs got played more than those, but didn't stick. Mm-hmm. Some songs got mm-hmm. played a lot, but they got them in there, they played them, they were hot, and then it fizzled out. There was no even, there was nothing even left. There was no hot coals to restart a fire. It was it it went there and it's not getting played anymore. Like uh, okay, we'll just I mean it's we can play it if you want to you know be in a mix show and be cool. Migos, the Migos' first big hit was Versace. Yeah, when was the last time you heard Versace? Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's my point. If if I'm in the mix, if I'm doing it in the mix, you got to change it because you're like, damn, this is gonna bring back memory like Versace, Versace. But if it comes on just out of nowhere, what the fuck are they playing this old ass song for? Yeah, because it doesn't. It didn't have that. Well, the time it did what it needed to do, but it doesn't have that state power. Like, it's only a couple Migos songs that are really recurrent. So like, um, Man and Bougie. Yeah. Um, Fight Night. Yeah. Um, it's a couple more songs. Yeah, it's, it's only, it ain't many, it ain't many of them. Um, Travis Porter, they are ones that you can play at a mix show, but you don't hear them anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you know Travis Porter's songs front to back. T.I., some of the, some of my favorite T.I. songs aren't recurrents, but yeah. the but the ones that are hits, the ones that make sense, are still being played today. And that's the name of the game. Because we all saw Justin Bieber sell his catalog. We saw Future sell his catalog. You think they were buying the duds? They paid that much because of the fucking hits. We're in this, we're in this to make money. I love, I mean, don't get it twisted. I love it. I love it. Regardless, I've, as, you, as I've already told several times, I did this for free quite often. Yeah, I love it, but I got to pay Georgia Power. Georgia Power don't accept swag. I can't. I can't keep. I can't wash my ass. I can't pay the water bill. Being cool, that shit don't work. So I need money, and that's the only way it's gonna work. That's the way it's gonna work. So relationships, man. Understand relationships, and uh, I guess to further elaborate on something like that, a lot of people want to get in the radio. Study radio, man. Study why you want to be there. Study who you want to be like. Listen to people's radio shows. Understand what that is. Stop trying to come up here thinking that you are so important that we need you here. Because if you were that important, I would, we would come get you. Like they did. Be real? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think as far as him, I don't really know his story. I think he was more on the marketing side of it. Mm. Because I remember he was at 979. But I don't never remember him having an on air show at 979. But I mean, he, also he talks sometimes. I heard him like a few times just okay. private, doing commercials. I know y'all know they usually like give commercials out to like. Yeah. Oh, so he was he was just, oh, no, that's that's not that's not him talking. That's him producing the spot. Mm. That's just him producing. I get you to produce the spot if I wanted to. It's just, you know, it's just, unless, um, now someone could be sponsored. They could have asked him to do it. You know, there's a, there's a fee attached to that. But I'm talking about like what me. Partner V, Tex James, uh, I'm still thinking of some Super Dave, especially because Super Dave, you ask somebody you should talk to, Super Dave's been radio for a very, very, very long time. Mm-hmm. He used to be in the labs with DJ Nabs. Like, he used to work up there at V103. Super Dave's been around for a long time. 
But yeah, and he he helps a lot of under, he helps a lot of uh, underground artists. But think about how many artists have showed up and spun the block and performed for him for free. Think about that now. He is he literally done that. LJ has done the Monday Night Live. He did that for a very long time. But think about how many artists have spun the block and said LJ did this. You see what I'm saying? So why am I putting my neck out on the line? About to get fired to play your song and you won't even reciprocate. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. So you you got to stop looking at it like like you got like you just like you're the end all be all. Okay, we we will play it if it's worth playing. But if you're not working with us, then we're not gonna work with you. But yeah, yeah, it, it's it's certain it's certain people that get it, certain people that don't. Yeah. And do you feel like radio would die in, a, in the next couple of years because of? How easy to you know turn on a podcast, easy mm. to listen to your favorite song, streaming services. Mm. You know, y'all not, you know, y'all play the hottest, but you know, it just the exclusive hottest, you know, stuff like that. I I don't um I, <laughs> I want to say this, but I also don't want to jinx, jinx radio. <laughs> because you can't I can't if I can predict the future, I'd be a rich man. But um I don't think it's going anywhere. It it it'll it'll change its face, mm. but radio's free. Yeah, that's one thing about it. It's free. It doesn't cost anything to listen to music. It, it if you want to listen to it on your phone, you got to download the app. You need internet service. You need to. You see what I'm saying? And you also have to have a device. Radio is free. Your radio's in your car. You do is turn on. Got cars. Well, guess what? There's a transmitter. There's radio. Is radio is everywhere. If you can you can go to. And you know what it might say. There you go. Like All it takes is an F bomb, and you got FCC violation on your ass. And I would tell you this: FCC violations are two hundred and fifty thousand dollars off rip. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Boom. Slap on the. You know. You, they have to. The radio station has to pay a quarter of a million dollars. So you have to watch what you do. And it's it's when we do the um, the mental health checkup, that's live. But the uh, per the the key is to be so good with production that you don't know if it's live or not. Mm-hmm. You you have to be that tight. Even the syndicated shows, if you've ever listened to them when they come on, this was a previously recorded show. Because you gotta remember, if these motherfuckers have to sit here from six to ten every day, that's a lot of time. These, you know, these people, especially the morning show, you want them over here, you want them to go host this, you want them to go to Burger King and all that, and shit goes wrong too. Yeah. And when shit goes wrong, it it it, it, it looks terrible. So it's it's safer. And it makes you more money to have things pre-recorded in place. But to me, when someone says pre-recorded, I'm thinking of fully produced, where they go, no, all right, run that back and start over again. That, to me, is when someone says pre-recorded. When I hear pre-recorded now, I'm thinking of that person just sat down, did it live, saved it, and then put it on. Mm-hmm. To me, he still did it live. He didn't go back and edit out his cuss words. You know, he stuttered here, fixed this, rearranged this, and put a drop in. That's produced. So to me, pre-record is fine. Produce is what I have a problem with because it's not natural. It's not you. You mm-hmm. had a chance. You know, it's not. Produce is, uh, I guess, the difference between you cooking barbecue on a pellet grill and someone cooking barbecue with wood, oak, and coals. You know, the pellet, it's just like in the oven. You get the smoky flavor, but it, it's doing all the work for you. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about a real grill, a pit, shit, you got to stand on that thing. You're going to smell like smoke. You got to make, you got to fight the fire like you're really in it. But, you know, of course, if any real grill master tell you, you set it up right, you're going to really have to work hard. But that's what I'm, that's what I'm in. 
pre-recorded, I'm cool with, produced, I'm not. Because Charlamagne the Guy, uh, I think Gary Owen said that, he said, man, I didn't know you wrote this shit down. I thought you were just off the cuff, but it was just like, if he didn't write it down, it wouldn't be as smooth and fluent fluid as you as you hear. Yeah. And that's what draws you in, like, yo, he, yo, he ripping. Mm-hmm. Shit, he's he snatching. If he was stumbling over shit and like like they do now with uh I think they're on not revolt. They're on BT. Yeah, on BT, you see them stumble over words, you're just like, oh, man, you can't read? Like, I think um me I like a lot of people like raw shit. From, mm-hmm. from, I think it's just now because of how accessible stuff is and yeah. stuff like that. Like they like just to be there, like it's real. Cause we have so much fake stuff going on. Like that's you never know what is real. That's true, but that's what I was saying. That's why I like pre-recorded over produced. Produced is it real? Cause it's produced. All right, let's reset it up. We fucked that up. Hey man, go back and do this part. I'll put it together in post. But when it's pre-recorded, nah, we gonna keep your stutters in. We gonna save the session. And we're going to upload it, but we're not going to sit here and, you know, because sometimes stuff does run over. I mean, in radio, you have a, you have, it's structured. You have a time for music and you have a time for commercials. And that's what the people for commercials are paying for those spots. They, there's money behind yeah, yeah, the yeah. ad. So if you're moving and you're not hitting your mark and you're not keeping your station fluid with what people are known for, you're not going to win. Yeah. Because one thing is, you know, in this business, you're in podcast, consistency is key. You gotta stay consistent. If you're not consistent, then you know what I'm saying. You go, you go to the same spot. Okay, prime example. If you went to a strip club mm-hmm. and it was uh, nothing but bad women in there, and you pulled one of the strippers, you going back, ain't you? Yeah. Shit, that's the honey hole. <laughs> shit, I'm going back. I want, but you're not going to the one cross town where shit. Last week you was some, it was some bad bitches, but shit, the week before last, them, them motherfuckers was terrible. Yeah. I ain't pulling. You gonna go? You're going to go where consistency lies. You're going to go where you know you can hit. So that's why we do that. I always tell I always tell women all the time, men dress and we do we do what works. If it we, oh man, he such and such, why does he do that? Because evidently it works. If it wasn't working, he wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. I'm doing whatever I got to do that works that's going to guarantee me what I want out of that situation. So. <laughs> Hey man, I was like, man, I really love talking to you, man. Cause like, this is, like, this is so fire, bro. Like, you know, like, actually, like, cause you know, I try to help with information. Yeah. So people be be able to understand, cause I know it's a hard job with you know being a DJ, being a radio personality, yeah. and with people be like, oh, I'm on radio, this person ain't fucking with me, this person ain't fucking with me, stuff like that. Cause you know, I had conversations with um partner B and stuff. You know, he ain't really going deep about it. But it just, I, I know it's a hassle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a, it's a block in your day. Every day. You, you If you get on at 3, no matter what the fuck you got going on before that day, you need to be at the radio station at 3. Mm-hmm. And you don't get off. Like you said, if you want to do if you want to do your whole show 3 to 6, well, you can't leave until 6. Everybody calling you, man, we over here. Hey, man, can you do this? Well, I can't leave here until 6. This thing sits in the middle of my day, and it doesn't go away. If I'm feeling bad, sad, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, I hope, I just hope a lot, or I just like pay attention to what you said about the whole plan array and stuff, because they don't have that structure. Like, and then, they don't have that structure. Yeah. They, everything got to be wrong. I got to have my cuts in it. Yeah. You know, I got to put up an image. I got to smoke yeah. weed, have yeah. guns in the video. Yeah. And just have someone, you know, who, in, you know, in the um 
in that business giving you gems, like you gotta take that. Yeah, the the key the key is for them to listen and and, and to apply. Uh, I will say this. I'm I'm gonna tell you this before I tell you the other thing. Be very careful with the information that you give to people and who you give it to. Because somebody mm-hmm. will take your information and act like they created it and then just take the fuck off. You're like, man, what the fuck? Nigga? I hey. could have I told you and won't even, but that, now you're seeing the whole thing. I played your record, but I played your record first. They heard me play your record. Oh, because they have the sudden say, you gonna jump over the there. You, platform yeah, you bouncing like over there with them. You didn't take me over there. You didn't say, nah, man, I'm a, you know, I'm a dog over there, you know. Or you didn't say in interviews, man. You know, he was such and such. He was a pinnacle person. Now, as soon as you got over there with them, oh, man, you know, <laughs> see, we, yeah. But to to go back to new music, when you were saying YBN rubbing off the paint, uh, YBN really isn't a radio person. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 you see what I'm saying? So me even playing that record at that point, it had to get that big because when they, if, because when the program director asked me, what the fuck is this? Oh, this is what this is. Look, look, look. Numbers. Oh shit! Oh, well, I, okay. Well, I right, play it a little bit, and we'll see if it sticks. If yeah. it don't stick, we get off of it. Cause radio, you only in radio, you only have four weeks. You got four weeks to move, and you move the fuck out the way. Cause I gotta put something else in there. I got a rotation. I can only play so many songs a day. So if your song is not sticking, and you're not moving. Well, somebody else has to be. Some motion got to be out here. I'm trying to find the person with the motion because the last thing I want to sound like is dead. You know, um, certain urban AC stations, if you turn them on, you're like, damn, this shit sounds stiff as fuck. Because mm-hmm. they keep playing the same shit. That shit ain't working. And they don't have any movement inside the station. They aren't moving with the music. They aren't moving with the drops or none of that. But local artists, I stand on this. Man, man, badass. I was the only one to play that. No really? other station, yeah. No other station would touch it. They told me they went to IBB. He had guns in his videos and all that shit. They went, um, they went to power. He wasn't fucking with it because the same shit, the guns. But I was on the east side. Everywhere I went, that shit was blasting out the car. Beat up the block. I'm like, yeah, I was like, all right, fuck it. You know, I, I down this hill. He did what I'm saying. But he did the work. Mm-hmm. So I started playing. We built, a, we built a real good relationship. But uh, yeah, that's how that shit works. I, I had to stand on that. And it was like, okay, yeah, you can get mad. You know, I, I caught some flack behind that. But yeah, I played it. I played that song. A lot. It didn't get up in the rotation, but it got on the mix show. Mm-hmm. But we were working on, um, at the time, we were working on a couple other records, too. But that's what I'm saying. He had the streets. It was undeniable. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You and your auntie playing it. I ain't even hear it at the barbecue. Hell, I ain't even hear you playing it. You see what I'm saying? So it was small things. And Black Male, he has a song that is an amazing song, but he knows he needs the right push around it. It's called... Um, and it sucks now because I've heard a couple like it. But when he did it, no one else was doing it. If you ratchet it, you know it. As soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, shit. And that's tough. If you ratchet it, you know it. Clap your hand. And then Sapario, he was on that motherfucker. like, yeah, I like that energy. But he was trying to put together a rollout plan because he know he needed that. He needed that rollout plan like Little Brother Haitian had. Because mm-hmm. his song was getting played in, uh, uh, i never forget this, a bus driver. All he listened to was up north music. He hates blue shit. But he was he was driving through Louisiana. He heard Brother Haitian. He was like, "What the fuck? Like, how the fuck did black? You see what I'm saying? The song had legs. It had movement. And everybody wants to be a part of the movement. If your song is stiffing, it's I, I got to get to the. I got to stay with you know. I got to keep moving. Yeah. If, if I'm not moving and your song ain't moving, then somebody got to move. And I'm gonna move because I got to eat. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's small things like that that you have to really sit down and figure out. Not everything's gonna work. 
everything everything I've done hasn't worked. <laughs> but hey, you got you have to figure out what's your next move and what you're gonna do next. Because if you don't, you're gonna lose. What you gonna do? Sit there and pout? You gonna you gonna keep calling that girl she told you to leave you the fuck alone? Somebody else blowing her back out. What you gonna yeah. cry in the window watching him fucking? You better go find yourself and fuck. Cause she getting her rocks off. She found some nigga. She found some nigga who snatched her soul. So hey, nigga, you need to keep it pushing. Find you somebody, get your rocks off, and keep you moving. It might take you a. It might take you a couple fours or fives to get you a nine. Yeah. It is what it is. But however you got the move, you better find you some motherfucking motion. Yeah. You better find you some movement. Cause if you don't, then shit, who the fuck you doing that? You wanna do you wanna fuck with somebody when you got no motion? Look at all this shit you got in here. Look at all this. Somebody come up to you and they ain't got nothing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they ain't even trying to, hey, bro, you know, man, I just want to sit in the corner, bro. Can I be a, hey, man, I clean up the studio. He's not even trying to do the small things to get in where he fit in. But he want to ECU. You got your platform. You got this. He want to sit where you at because it look cool. See, now all you hear is a cluster of home, man. <laughs> yeah, I know it comes. It comes toward me. It, 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 I see it all the time. But it's like, so it's, it, then you have to kind of look at that person. So why you want to do this? Because I make it look cool. Is this something you want to do? Or they hit you with, oh, man, I can do this. Or can you? Okay, all right. You, you had to set all this shit up, get all the lights. You had to figure out all this. You had to learn an editing program. Yeah. You wanted to go out and, you know, spend and, and you know, drink to your throne with your friends. But you had to stay in the house because you had a podcast you had to upload. You know, you had to put in the work first to get to get where you needed to go. Motherfuckers won't do that. They too busy trying to get to the party instead of getting ready and getting ready for the performance. A lot of these artists, that's the part that sucks the most about them. The motherfucking performance. How you getting up here on the stage you don't remember the lyrics? You wrote the goddamn song. Yeah. You were listening to this motherfucker before you came? <laughs> this is this, this ain't this what you want to do? And I, it just be a look. I just hate that people just love the look. Mm-hmm. I just hate that so much. Like, because... I really didn't want to get in front of the camera. Like, I really want to stay behind it, but I knew as a creator or a personality, I had to get in front of the camera mm-hmm. so people can know who I am. Yes. I'm like, you know how you said you were an introvert. I'm mm-hmm. the same way. Yeah. So, I don't like going out. See, I don't like going to the clubs or doing all that stuff. And like I told, you know, uh, a space babe. Yeah. I'm like, you a DJ and you in the club and you have a podcast. You... Use your advantage, like use your, you know, advantage. Yeah. Do these things to, to help you grow your podcast. Cause I was like, why you don't, you know, why you be like, everyone take out your phone, go subscribe, you know. He definitely, he definitely should have more marketing at the party than that, if that's the case. I have like a, and that was like the weirdest shit. Even though I wasn't the first person to do it in this area, I just did it recently. I had a nine foot cardboard cutout I used to bring to the club. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, get the fuck out of here. It's like, yeah, why? This thing costs $150. Like, what is that, a pair of Jordans? Not even a pair of Jordans. You see what I'm saying? Why the fuck would I not do this? You know what I'm saying? My fucking face is on it. People say that all the time. They're like, man, you got your logo and everything. I see y'all motherfuckers get Jordan tattooed on your arm. Jordan don't know who the fuck you is. I created this logo. This yeah. You got that right. I'm wearing this, this motherfucker on my chest. This is mine. I created this shit. This is mine. I'm going to put this shit wherever. I'm going to put it in here. <laughs> like Kemsey said, I'm going to mm-hmm. put it in your motherfucking face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, on whatever I got, my band, biggest shit. Now other people are starting to get bands and shit and put their logos everywhere. But everybody, everybody used to always be like, man, that's your real phone on the side of your man? Fuck yes, because I want you to get in contact with me. I want my phone. You got two phones? I'll get another one when this one gets on my nerves. <laughs> I'll get another one when this one. But the iPhone's pretty good. If someone bothers me, I block them. Yeah, you got to have two phones, one for business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll do all right. Well, I get a Google voice number, but if 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 
that's two phone bills and it's all that. But that's been my phone number for fucking forever. It's a 957 number. When was the last time you seen the number start with nine? That number old, yeah, think about it. <laughs> that number old as shit. <laughs> that number old as shit. It's been a long time since you see the number start with nine. But it's old as shit, but everyone knows it. They know my number. There's no way you don't have my number. It's on, it's on fucking everything. I learned that from the radio station. Mm-hmm. When you see it, you saw what I pulled up in. It's in your fucking face. Yes. <laughs> Wherever I go, I used to drive my van, uh, not that van, my uh, blackjack van, everywhere. Yeah. Girls would be like, why are you picking me up in there? So they'd be like, we go to the movies and I park Way the fuck out. Why you park out there? So everybody can fucking see my van. I want them to see this shit as much as fucking possible to know the name. I'm always trying to do it. Now, here's the fucked up part about that. They will look at it and laugh. But if I was Rick Ross doing that, yeah. they'd be like, oh my God, he's so smart. Yeah, he he's so smart. Oh my God. But see, okay, all right. Okay, y'all want to give him that, but y'all won't give me that because I don't have... I don't have the the image that you're looking for of success. And a lot of people that you see as successful or, or like that, I'm not saying Ross ain't. A lot of them motherfuckers ain't. A lot of them motherfuckers ain't got that what you think they got. They just they know how to make that shit look good. But yeah. motherfuckers couldn't pay shit. If they if you remember when COVID happened, you, you I don't know if you remember what Touche said. He said, Hey man, I ain't I ain't no cap ass shit, man. You know, I ain't capping. I know a lot of y'all ain't financial where y'all want to be. Y'all see this coming, but mm-hmm. if you got some cars that you trying to get rid of, or you upside down. Hey, you said house is Yeah, house yeah, 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 I see. Hey, man. talk to Tony. Tony will buy from you. He know that's a real thing. That ain't no mm-hmm. bullshit. Motherfuckers be capping all the time. I ain't. I don't know French Montana's finances at all. But I think he just bought a twelve million dollar crib, and I'm like, how? Like he bought an amazing house. I'm like, how? But he always had like a crazy house like that. And I was like. How? I don't know. He got some. That shit, he got some good money, but how do you have this over? Like, if, why is it Ti? Well, Ti has more than one house, but how do you have this over Ti? Or you know, people who really have their foot in shit. Um, uh, I guess I better yet, I would expect. Well, no, Jock was signed to uh, Block Ent, so and Block Ent was signed to Diddy, but yeah. But I had seen this thing like they say, uh, it was like. If you're a millionaire, you have to work. Yeah. Because you have to sustain your lifestyle. Thanks. So I no, T I got way. Yeah, yeah. But but when I saw when I saw that, I was just like, how does this motherfucker have it? Currency is the greatest fucking example of you can be fly and live within your means and be super cool. Mm-hmm. Currency even said it. He said, man, me, you know, him and Wiz Khalifa like this. Currency said, he said, Wiz just wanted that. That's what he wanted. He, you know, he wanted, he wanted that spotlight. Yeah, I just really wanted, you know, I really wanted, you know, cool shit. I wanted to make money from this, good money from it. But all that, I didn't really, he still made some major projects that were actually Stone Immaculate is probably one of his best, best tapes of all time. And that was supposed to be a major release that he did with Dame Dash. He actually sued Dame Dash over that. But uh, he put that, th- he put that together and that was dope. But in a recent interview, uh, Spitter said, he said, man, I really have the best life. Like, I'm famous enough to when I pull up to a restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, they give me a, but I'm also not famous enough to where I can't go to Walmart. Yeah. Or I can't. I mean, think about it. Beyonce was in Paris trying to get something to eat. Beyonce, she had, she can't go outside without security. You know how, <laughs> you don't understand how aggravating that is. Like, shit, I need to run and go get some baking soda because I'm frying chicken. Fuck, I gotta go call somebody to go get some baking soda, you know, or some flour, not baking soda, excuse me. <laughs> I'm thinking of other cooking something else, but um, <laughs> he had to go get some flour in order to, to fry some chicken. But it's one of them type of things where when you when you turn that spotlight on, 
you can't turn it off. I will tell you right now why Cardi B hasn't dropped a, a song, why she hasn't dropped new music. I don't, this is me, and I will stand on this. No one has told me this. I think she is sick of people because she knows if that motherfucker don't hit, they're going to make fun of her. It is going to be, ah, she ain't got it. You only got one album. I think it is because the internet is the internet is brutal. It used to be you could throw duds out there and they would be terrible. Yeah. And it's like, all right, cool, you know, let them run back around. But now the type of the the where she's at, she can't she can't go backwards. She can't make a bad hit because they're waiting on her to fall off. They're waiting on her to be like, yeah. I knew you wasn't. But she haven't since. She she had Hello Free. She do Hello Future features. That's what. But features that's only shit. Jay, oh. She still get a cut from that because she yeah. making it popular. And first, when you have an iconic album, and she already did, yeah, ain't no point. It, it's gonna well, have you, to be you, when my money load, and I'm already. I don't know. If she got husband. Yeah, yeah, lady go. No, they still together. They still together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just said that was a Photoshop shit, that granny shit and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said all that, but she wants to make music. She even did a little vlog of showing you her life. She still goes in the studio and writes shit. She wants to do music. But she has to be very precautious of how she puts it out because people want her to fail. Mm-hmm. I told you that she couldn't rap. You see, you see when she gets on features, if she don't spit, dang, I told y'all she done lost it. Mm-hmm. You know, if the city girls don't make good music, uh-huh. but Cardi is so huge that she can't fail. Yes. Beyonce's the same way. She can't make bad music anymore because the internet is just such a terrible place that they don't allow you to express your art. They don't allow you to be a true artist. Now, what you were saying about she's killing features, you're allowed to kill features. You can kill features. And Jadakiss said this a long time ago when the locks was before they branched off. He's like, man, it wasn't that bad. You know, it was three of us in the room. You know, each one of us get a version. All I had to do is write a high 16. But if the whole song's mine, that means the concept's mine. It's me in the studio. And I got to write, I got to write the hook and three verses. Shit, that's a lot of work. You see what I'm saying? So a feature, okay, cool. You should knock a feature out, should kill a feature. But when was the last time you heard a Nicki Minaj song that was, whoa, it's been a minute. Princess Diana, that's her Ice Spice, where Red Ruby the Sleeve is a good beat, but it dropped. You see what I'm saying? Watch where it's out on the charts. It's, it's, it's about to, it's gone. It's about to get the fuck out the way. Red Ruby, you don't, well, you said you don't go out as much, but see, see if you see just, like I said, so oh, that's on my rotation. That's on Red Ruby Sleeves. <laughs> I I think it's not gonna be if, if you were to put her hits together, it's not even gonna be on there. I don't like Red Ruby though. You don't like it? Oh, you said it's in your rotation. No, I said the um Princess Diana in my rotation. Oh, because I play like Ice Spice. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, I don't, <laughs> I'm I actually got more of a sexy red fan, even though who you're talking oh, about. Oh, you like sexy red? Oh heard, my god. I actually heard her whole out. I heard her whole album. I was like, okay, I get it. I like it. And when I first heard it, I was like, she gotta be kidding me, this booty hole brown shit. But she knows her lane, she knows what the fuck she is. Now I think she's a little too ratchet at times. She is ratchet. Like the money her image yeah. is just so ratchet. I hate that. Like but it's I not, spice more laid back and chill. Well, she has more people in her ear. You see what I'm saying? I think to me, sexy red, because if you look at her, she has breast implants. Oh, if you yeah. look at her, them, them titties is perky, brother. Them shits is high as hell. <laughs> them titties is high as hell. Them shits is round and they high. It's like, uh-uh, them look like breast implants. So with that being said, that sounds like she has some money. When you, when you, and a woman told me this. When you get best breast implants, you have to get them redone every so often. Yeah. So it's an investment. So the question is, who 
Did she pay for it? I'm pretty sure she did. So that means she had a little check. Mm-hmm. I don't think she paid for it. She had a little. I'm pretty sure she had to figure out a way to get. She had, she figured out a way to get a little check. But there are other women that they have tried to make you know, uh, do good. There's certain women that they try to make do good. Amaretta. They did not. I didn't mean. This, I didn't mean to transition with Amaretta. Amaretta is one of the ones that should be where Lotto and all the men. But she kind of was when that um. That in Atlanta, she kind of pulled back from that because she didn't. Everybody, that shit, that shit came fast. She but said that. I think even because of she keep targeting people, like she just dropped. That's what she do. Yeah, that's but that's her job. But I'm saying you targeting people that gonna cut some of your relationships off. She ain't saying nothing. Ain't nobody else saying she right by Boosie. Stay the fuck out of Atlanta business. Parlay said the same thing with the franchise boy. This Atlanta shit, bro. You not from around here. We don't kind. Of, we don't talk about nothing going on in Louisiana, my boy. So no, the white sale shit is not just Atlanta. This is that is music in general. Like they try to use what I use what we say on oh, yeah. our songs. There is a whole hip hop. Yeah, but thing. what we're saying is the the YSL. They from Atlanta, so that's some Atlanta shit. Yeah, but the whole thing well, yeah, is you're a right. group. They've been, been trying to do that. They've been trying to do that forever, though. They've been literally trying to uh, process people through their rap for the longest. Um, and YSL isn't actually. That's not really what they're doing. If if them motherfuckers weren't doing what they were doing outside of that shit, they would be just fine with talking about that I, shit. I, I think it's not that. I think it's more of okay. I tried to get my niggas out of it. I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying like okay. If if you condition this way mm-hmm. and you get some money, mm-hmm. it either you take away from that or it just get even higher because you have more excess of money. Yeah. If you gonna change your environment, it's just the people that you had around them that would fuck them up. It's the people because you had real street niggas that were already doing all this shit. And that fucking like your money. Jeezy had the same problem. Jeezy had the same problem. And Jeezy, Jeezy tells that story all the time when Tip said, Jeezy said, I was in the studio, so you know, I had to work on the floor. But you yeah. know, I'm the, he said, Tip came up to me, he said, man, look, you either going to do one or the other, man. You can't do both. You either going to do that or you going to do this. And he said he had to leave that. You should have said, and you, you know, I don't know Jeezy like that at all. But you see, he don't be around the same people he been no, around. No. Even if he do kind of fuck with them niggas, he in and out. He not really, you know, uh, you can't do that because now you have an image to uphold. Yeah. If you're trying to get these sponsorships, you're trying to get on these tours, you're mm-hmm. trying to do this big shit, you can't do that. And I think Thug thought, Thug thought I don't he think he was. Good. I don't think he was like doing hits and shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was involved. <laughs> See, so, so you try to say he killed kids for all shit. I don't, hey, I don't know all that now, but I'm saying, I, I was saying, that was, was I ain't gonna say on which ones he was involved with, but I'm you saw Wallow talked about that when they was on the uh, his podcast in the studio. Wallow was telling that man, if you go back and watch that, he's like, man, you got to stop this shit. Well, you know, Thug had a good excuse, man. You know, blah, blah. did you see his house? Oh, Thug? Yeah. What's the one? Like, the one by Lennox. The one by Lennox, talking about the one on the inside pool? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they couldn't wait to get that from his ass. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't wait to get that from his ass. You got to remember, man, you keep doing this shit. Yeah, that house for a while. Once you on their radar, yeah, and they want it now. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Once you on their radar, they on your ass, my boy. Like I said, I wish uh, DJ Lemonade, she used to be a cop. She tells me all that shit all the time. She said, motherfuckers do stupid shit like that. All I do is grab them. You know what I'm saying? That's what you want to do. <laughs> Here's a good example of somebody you do not know what they do to this day. Big Boom. From uh, Big Boom from um, from Boom Records. You never heard of Big Boom? DJ Jelly, um, Baby D. This is this is some real Atlanta shit. This is real Atlanta shit. They were the first one to sell mixtapes. Look up Big Boom. 
You'll never see Big Oomp in any goddamn way. Everybody said Oomp was that man, man. Oomp had that Oomp move that. But you never saw Oomp on the face of shit, moving shit, in the middle of shit, talking shit, on records. Oomp was always in the. He said a couple things. He had a tube in his mouth. Boy, Big Oomp, baby, Big Oomp records. And he got the fuck out of the way. Uh, Big Oomp also had DJ Onk, um, Big Corey. Um, they was a part of that Atlanta explosion. But yeah, that's Atlanta history for real. Big Oomp records. But yeah. He was, he's also one of them. Block even talks about some of that shit when he was a street nigga. He had stopped doing street nigga shit and get into the industry. You can't do both, my nigga. Yeah. You, it's not going to work out for you. They going to, the white folks, I mean, yeah. Yeah, the white folks can't wait to grab your ass. <laughs> they can't wait to sit your and make an example out of you. Yeah. Now, my, can they do it? Hell yeah, they can do it. But you can't do what they do. Yeah, but if you, that's what you're trying to do to get the fuck out of the hood and stop that shit. I don't, like I said, Thug had so much money. I don't know why he was doing that dumb shit. What were you trying to prove a point? The point, the fuck you trying to prove now? But. Also, he was probably so knee deep in it. Because even you saw when he got, when that whole shit went down, even the nigga that created YSL was just like, he took a plea. His own brother, his own brother owned for him. Blood brother took a plea. I, I feel like he he told him people to do it. Because it's like, when you have too many people in the way, stories get messed up. And so like, yeah, everybody just agree it's a game, whatever. And let me have it. I don't got the money, so let me have it. it. It's quite possible. But at the same time, them niggas like, man, fuck, you talking about what? You see how much time Casanova got? Um, I want to say he got 35 years. He got caught on racketeering charges. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, nah, he, he, I think he got 15. And he's a 15 to 35. That's a long ass time. Yeah, he is a long so time. Long well, he was doing like, people know he was doing that. They got video evidence of him doing oh, it. Oh, I was thinking of, uh, what's his name? They got 35. Um, Are you talking about text on? Yeah, yeah I text on. And he, he was supposed to have no gun. This New York, though. You ain't supposed to have a gun. Yeah, yeah, you ain't, but he didn't have it. Allegedly, he didn't have a gun. The gun failed. Uh-huh. Allegedly. Like, I don't know that story in the full totality, but that man was literally, he was, he's literally supposed to be with Charlamagne as far as podcasts and text on that podcast. He was doing phenomenal because it was him and that, I want to say Jack, somebody named Combat Jack. Because Combat Jack was also the, on the forefront, one of the leaders as far as urban podcasts. The Combat Jack show. And, um, Taxstone was over there. He was doing great. But then that shit happened. Yeah, now, you know, it, it's, mm-mm, mm-mm. They got him and Sue Surf. Sue right. Surf, you know, yeah, Sue Surf got caught. He, he got caught on uh, uh, why, um, Rico Charles and um, they got, they just picked up Quando Rondo on them shits too. Oh, yeah, he gone. Yeah. We already, people already know he was doing that shit because there ain't no way, like, you got to be bringing some type of money in and you ain't doing no show. And all shit, yeah, we know you were doing that. Yeah, so it's only it's, it, when you when you keep putting these people's face, you got to remember these people live normal lives. Yeah. These people they struggling to pay bills. You and they face doing illegal activity with gold and jewelry, and the son that they raise is looking up at your ass. Hell yeah, nigga, you got to go. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> and he gonna bring the son to the jet. You see where he at? They gonna hero. Look at him behind. He gonna use you as an example. They gonna cage you, but that's the. That's the purpose of it. That's why I was I always respect Boosie when he did say that he did say in the interview about jail. They're like, man, why were you doing bad stuff in jail? Nigga, I'm in jail. The fuck am I what I'm supposed to do? Good shit, nigga. Ain't nothing but bad shit in here. The fuck? Yeah. I'm in jail, nigga. Hell yeah, I'm gonna break the law. I'm all, where else you gonna send me? Where else I'm gonna fucking go? I'm already here and shit. That's like trying to be an angel in hell. What you like? You got these wings on for you. How the fuck that is? You shit, you already cast out. You might as well do what they do. You might as well make it do what it do now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just it's just the, the the little and the small things about that. It's you have to you have to do what you have to understand what you want from what you're doing. If you're just doing it just to be doing it, that's cool. But don't get mad 
that people caught you on the other shit because that's their job. If they yeah. don't catch you, then they keep doing yeah, it. They, yeah, that's not they not doing their job. They get paid to find niggas like you and put you away. That's their job. So yeah, it is what it is. And, and I even saw a recent interview of the uh, the real freeway. Rick Ross was saying that Rick Ross ain't got nothing. He he ain't let none of that shit. He did. He said he did a goddamn thing. Freeway Rick Ross was saying, man, that nigga got perfect attendance awards. He showed up to work. You know, all that shit he was talking about moving work. He was oh, you talking about Rick Ross? Like, yeah, the rapper Rick Ross. Okay, and the Freeway. Yeah. Freeway Rick Ross, the actual dude who Rick Ross got his name from. He said, man, Rick Ross don't, you don't just talk to me, man. That man, every time you see me, he gone. You know, that man don't fuck with me. But yeah. once again, why, why, who's worried about the truth when the lies more entertaining? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Who gives a fuck? So, if that's what you were doing it for, use that and then get that shit the fuck out of the way. And get far away from that shit. Play it like some mafioso shit. Put four, five, eight people between you, like the Supreme Team and 50 Cent. You know, that was a big argument that they was all involved in the same shit. Because Supreme was a part of, was on the label with 50 Cent. I think he was a co-owner of um, G-Unit Records. But yeah, he got hit with all that shit. So yeah, if you want... Put you some distance between you. You want to do some shit like that? Mm-hmm. Man, you better figure that shit out. But at the same time, if you try to get a music career, man, leave that shit the fuck alone. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. I appreciate you coming here, man. Oh, wait. I won't hold you up too long, but you it was a good ass conversation, bro. It like, was. I enjoyed myself, my dog. Yeah. So, man, like, tell the people where they can find you at and everything, bro. Oh, it's simple and easy, man. Now, you got to pay attention to what I mentioned. It's D-J-B-L-A-K. J-A-K. That's the only way. Ain't no C's in my name. I am not average. Social media, type it in, all one word. Now, there's a lot of clones out there. It's a lot of fugazis. You know, it's a lot of moistenites out there. But if you want the real deal, the VVS is just look for the logo. It's Black Jack. You'll see it. Hat turned backwards. You'll have a red hat on. You can't miss it. All TikTok, Snapchat, all of that. And of course, I'm on your local radio station, making923.com, free to nine. I am the program director. So, you know, if you got a song and if you really stand on it and you, you really believe it, holler at me, man. But please, I'm about business. Let's do business. This ain't no homeboy shit because you dig what I'm saying? I will not lose my job trying to help you. I promise I won't. I promise I won't. But thank you, man. I, I really appreciate it. Twan. Uh, talk about like TV. Yeah, talk about like TV, man. We'll bring y'all dope content. You know what I'm saying? Most most other podcasts ain't doing that shit. You feel like, you know, they ain't doing it, bro. And I'm reaching out to everybody. And I appreciate him for coming through, bro. Like, like I really, like, I mean, I never thought I would be trying to go in this direction. Yeah. You know, trying to talk to other people, how you up, and stuff yeah. like that. Who, you know, Make the direction of music. Gotcha, gotcha. I didn't ever think I would be talking on air. When I when I first when I was first brought in, Courtney, the girl named Courtney Jordan brought me on in, and I just wanted to mix. That's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to mix. There was some mix shows. I heard one of DJ's mix. I was like, I'm at least as good as he is. But they, like I said, they never let me mix for five years. They wanted me to do everything else but that. But I never let go, and then I ended up being on air. I never wanted to fucking talk. I didn't. You can ask little Jimmy from SDF. He would tell you, man, Black Jack used to say shit on the mic. Well, you got the voice though. <laughs> it, it came by being cultivated and working on it and getting it together. When I first got on there, it was terrible. It was it was it was a train wreck. I got pulled off my first my first time, my first show on air, I got pulled off for a, for a month because it was just that bad. It was it was horrible. But I worked on it and 
I was able to harness it because you you start to you start to hear the way you enunciate records. The way, I mean, not records, uh, words. You start the way to say to say things when you're saying when you're having when we're having a conversation in June. There's a different way I'm speaking now than when I'm on the radio talking yeah. to people. Yeah. There's a way you have to. So your your voice is your instrument, and you have to put in that work. It's just like a singer, but it's not. You know, it's no different from when you hear Ryan Cameron. Um, uh shit, uh Frankski, um certain people talk on there, you're like, damn, they sound good. And that's just that's the work that they put in. Hurricane Dave used to, when he was on there, he had that type of voice. And they say Reggie Rouse was uh that's his name. That's the guy I meant to say. That's the head of B103, Reggie. Reggie Rouse, he also has been on air before. So a lot of those guys that run the station have been on air and so they know they know what needs to be done. Some of the guys who run stations have never been on air, so they don't know. They just yeah. don't know. But it's a certain way. It's just that's why I'm glad that you put yourself in front of the camera. So let's say you do get big enough, you will be able to find a group of people that you want to eye. I got it set up. I know how to, I know exactly the process to do it. Now you know exactly what it looks for. Look, you can pull them to the side. Hey man, look, man, you letting them get bigs on you. You will be able to direct more because you have been in the you have been in the seat mm-hmm. of acting. Spike Lee is the same way. You'll be surprised. A lot of a lot of directors are, are Quentin Tarantino. He's in he's in he's been especially his first movies. Tyler Perry is a prime example. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of his own character. He knows what he wants from that, so he's able to pull that out of the person. And that's the other thing you'll learn about when you get other people, you work with other people. You'll learn how to be a producer. You'll learn how to talk to people. Some people you'll have to make an example out of them. Like, yeah, you sound stupid, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Didn't I tell you that? Man, you're not going to put that up? Yes, I am. The world's going to hear it. Okay, that's what he needs. Some people you can't do that with. That'll break them down. You have to, hey, man, let me talk to you. Let's, 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 go, let's go get something real quick. Butter them up. Hey, man, you're not doing the, you, you'll learn how to produce people. But I've, I've had to learn how to produce people for so long that I know how to produce people. So, yeah, especially getting stuff out of people. And when you're a host, a lot of people are scared to talk on the air. It's the first thing they say, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? I'm just going to ask you questions. It's just like we're going to just have a general conversation. Yeah. Just because I'm talking, I'm going to ask you, hey, how's it going today, man? What's happening? I'm doing good. You're just doing good. You're doing okay. I mean, yeah, well, well yeah. yeah, you see what I'm saying? I will pull it out of you. And I, will, I always tell people, if I ask you to come on air with me, I'm like, what if I sound stupid? I'm not going to let you sound stupid because I'm going to sound stupid. And I'm not going to sound stupid. Mm-hmm. So just trust me. Follow me. But I've done that with a... I've done that with a lot of people, especially uh, my home, my homeboy Macadosis. He used to bring a lot of people up to the station, and they would be, they would be like, "Damn, I sound like yeah." If you just listen to me and follow instructions, we'll get you through this. And then they would try to get into it by themselves, and they just they didn't have the heart for it because, like, uh, like he was telling you um, at that other station, you got the, you got the, that stuff you got to do, and that shit way the fuck out there. So you have to drive way out there every day to do that shit. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not no. Well, you know, I don't feel like it today. What you mean? You know, who gonna do it? You know, there's no, especially with DJs. We want to, hey man, I want to be a mixer. Okay, that's cool. It's always good for for four to six weeks, and then oh man, I got a flat tire. Oh man, my back hurt. Oh, I got a headache. So what I'm supposed to do with this two hours that I gave you? Yeah. Because I ain't got nothing to put here. You know what I'm saying? What I'm just it said we're just gonna turn the radio station off for two hours. I mean, this is what you asked for. Yeah. You know how many times I've you know I my first. Fucking contract to I signed to get with the radio full time. I had no car. My homeboy let me borrow his uh K1500 um Chevy. 
I had, my brother had locked the keys in his car. So I left home to go give him the keys on the east side of Cricket and then go to the radio station. As I'm going to the radio station, the axle broke on the truck. Mm. The axle snapped. But do you think I said that? Man, shit, man. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, I can't do it. Hey, shit, how much money I got? Shit, I got. Hey, tow truck. All right, cool. Hey, my boy, um, this is what I need you to do, my boy. Y'all take cash, right? Yep. There's an ATM downtown. I need you to go downtown. But this truck is going such and such. Yeah, I can do that for you. And I'm going to shoot you another. I'm going to shoot you another 10. I only had 100. Shit, you see what I'm saying? I spent most of my money trying to fix the situation, but I got where I needed to be, and I'm there. Once I'm there, I can figure out the rest of my day. But I know if this is important to me, I need to be there. It's 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 like anything you want to do. If I told you I was gonna give you a million dollars, but you had to go to the you had to go to San Antonio, Texas, and you had to go find the specific cactus, I'm gonna give you the cactus you need to find. But I said it's a million dollars right there. Yeah. Are you gonna? What, are you gonna? Man, that kind of far, hell. Or are you gonna figure out every fucking? You gonna spend every goddamn dime to figure out a fucking way to get to that motherfucking cactus because that is what you want. That's yeah. what you want to do. Show me that's what the fuck you want to do. It's just that simple. But no one has that. They just want to be fly, man. You know, it just it felt too much like work. Yeah, nigga, because it is fucking work. Yeah. But you know, you can either do this or you can pick up boxes for a living. You know what I'm saying? Or you can get on these streets and fight with all these other niggas and get these. Get these low, get low ball in these clubs for shit. Or you can sit here, stand on the platform, talk to the people, and create. So yeah, good luck. You yeah. know, whatever you want to do, get busy. And let me ask you this. Go ahead. What is your final destination? Final destination. Someone else asked me that. Right now, my next destination is to be number one. Uh, we're 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 trending well. Um, we're solid. Um, my book was real good, but I have never ever on air or been a part of the station that was number one. So my next destination is to be number one. Um, I like tours. Um, I would love to go on tour with an artist or do a tour like they, cause you know, now it's more popular than it was before. To do tours with DJs, I would love to do something like that. Or um, get back on top 40 and get over there. But um, I just like DJ, man. I don't really like the club so much because it's, you know, people are, like I said, I don't like people. They're assholes. They yeah. ask you for a song and you don't play it. That ain't the next song. Look, I told you I got you. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got you. I heard you. I got you. Yeah. You know, they want it then and now. I'm not a jukebox. You know, if you gave me 30 bucks or $20, I, I got you next. You yeah. I can tell you exactly what's going to happen, but this is a request. It's just that. It's a fucking request. <laughs> so, there's that. But, nah, I'm cool here. Maybe a bigger market, but right now, I'm just focused on trying to get this shit to be number one. I just, I just, I need, I need to stand on that because as of right now, I'm the only one at the station. I'm, I do everything from top to bottom. I change the name, I change the colors. That shit didn't look like that. that. That ain't the, that's not the reason. When I came back, me and Justin Bryan changed all that shit. And when we go outside, I show you the truck. When they wanted to, when they named it Making, I was like, I don't know. I got to do something. You know, it, you know, this is how y'all gonna do it. If this is what y'all want to do, all right, cool. I fuck with it. We'll stand on it. We'll stand on it. But they, when they pull up the, the graphics for the truck, you're just like, no, <laughs> it don't. Yeah, it don't say. It don't. Nothing says making it. So if you, I got all the neighborhoods: Alphabet City, Bird City. All of this is in the truck. Name another radio station who has the names of the community on 
the truck. I'm that me, I take that truck everywhere. That truck goes to Perry. I said, you see what I'm saying? So I really represent making that truck goes to Perry. It goes to Forsyth when I'm doing shit. It goes to Warner Robins. So I stand on it and I took the communities with me. So yeah. I'm here for the people. Think about all these other states that's been around. Who do you see on that truck? Famous people. You see any faces on mine? Okay, yeah. You see what I'm saying? You see famous people. You see artists. I have the city of mine because I stand on that. I believe in us. So yeah, it's gonna trust me. I'm working on more things that, that they that that they don't know about for us to do something. I'm really, I'm really. I don't want to say it here. I tell, I talk to you about this offer, <laughs> but I don't want no one to steal it. I'm really working on something before the end year, uh, or the end of the year, and I think that will push me forward. But um, it's going to push it up the ladder and sell the corporate. It's going to take a little bit, but I think with the musical heritage that making has, mm-hmm. I think we'll be able to do it. That's all you got? Hey, man. Hey, you feel like I had you here for two hours, man? Hey. <laughs> you know, we had, hey, man, it might, it's so good. This is good information. I hope so. I hope so. Like I said, DJ B-L-A-K-J-A-K. Slide in my DMs. I answer all DMs, man. You know, um, I listen I, I listen, and I give honest feedback on stuff. But uh, just remember, you know, if I don't like it, no means that you shouldn't stop it. If you believe in it, you believe in it. You'll be, you'll be surprised at where... What people made fun of what I was doing now is popular. They made they consistently made fun of that van. They would people call it the Scooby Doo van. It was the rape van. But now, yeah, they all it always had a negative connotation. But now that bitch suited and booted. Where she saw? What that shit hard as hell. Every time they see you been in the corner, whoa, okay, that's your whoa, that shit hard. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. I stood on it. You, you know, if you didn't believe in it, I saw it. You'll like it, and they love it now. Yeah. So yeah, it is what it is. They made fun of me because that nine foot cardboard cutout I come to the door with. But then you taking pictures with it. I literally, I shit you not. I had someone say some shit to me. It was hilarious as fuck. A guy tried to give me game. I had the van with the I had the van with the rims on it at the time and my logo and all the information on it. At the club, as soon as you walk through the door, it was a nine foot cardboard cutout. So I'm rocking a dude come like, man, you good? What's your name? I go, I go blackjack for playing. He goes, shit, man, you got a car? I was like, shit, man, I'm fresh out of car. He goes, man, let me tell you something. Then he put his hand on my shoulder, man, let me tell you something. See, you don't understand business. I'm like, hell like. Well, I got marketing. What the fuck yeah. you mean? I just don't have any cars on me. Nah, you just... Okay, I went to the front of the club. I got my cardboard cut out. Put it on the stage. You see me now? All the information right there. Take a picture of it, nigga. You want to pull... You want to, you want to pull the band in front of the motherfucker? Hit it. You are the one. Man, I didn't see that when I came in. What you mean you didn't see it? Nigga, it's, it damn near touched the ceiling. You yeah. see what I'm saying? It's here. It's right here in front of your face. So don't... Don't act like you did. So, they, it was... It, it's one of them things like... I understand marketing. I got keychains. I got I got buttons. I got stickers. I got pins. I got all that shit. Because that shit really isn't as expensive as you think it is. Mm-hmm. You to, to do a little shit like that. And to give somebody something like that, man, you'll be surprised at what people hold on to. But they're too busy trying to be cool. You know, motherfuckers are making shirts. I promise. Well, I got a better example. I made shirts and I don't have not one of my shirts because I gave them away. And uh, this is an old one. I give this to so I made shirts. I made 25 shirts. Because I was like, I, I know 25 females. Yeah. I gave every female a t-shirt. I said, I'm giving you a shirt. Because they would be like, Blackjack, I want a shirt. I'm giving you a shirt. All I'm asking you is to take a picture and post. That's all I ask. It don't have to be at a specific time of day. It don't have to be, you don't have to give a long ass caption. Just take a picture in the shirt. Men, 
oh shit, okay, it's just that simple. But most niggas they get shirts and products, and yeah. they keep it. Oh, they keep it. I they thought people say, "Hey, man, this shit about like four hours, man. You gotta get yeah, it, man. give it, give it. You know, push it, give it away until the logo is like, man, why get one of them shirts? It'll all come back. It works. If you ever, if you ever see somebody like when Monster or like when there's a new product they drop, they land, they damn near give it away. It's called promoing. You have to promo it. How are you going to create a demand for it if nobody know what the fuck it is? Mm-hmm. You have to create a demand for it. Rap Snacks understands promo. I'm pro- they were giving them chips away at one point in time. Now they stay on sales. They've got a now they've got a great partnership with I think Costco to where they do the diversity box. Yeah, and that's damn it all the place you can get it. I haven't seen it in Kroger. I haven't seen it nowhere else. But they understand that, and I haven't seen Rap Snacks in any other regular grocery store outside of you know. I see. I think Walmart just starts selling. Okay, okay, okay. But they understood that they had to go to where the audience is understood first. Yeah. And there's also something else to, uh, to um, not go off on a complete tangent. There's this thing called Flaming Hot. It's a Hulu. Mm-hmm. It's about how Flaming Hot was oh. on Frito Lay. Are oh, you talking about with the Mexican dude? Yeah. That make you chill. If okay. you watch that, boom. You, there you go, right there. there. That shit inspired the shit out of you. That man was a nobody. Fuck it. You know, I'm pretty sure that's not exactly how the story went. Yeah. But he that he started off as a janitor. He put in his fucking work. He did. He knew what they wanted. You know, he got to the point. He, and then even when they gave him, even, and everybody would tell you, they think the hard work is getting there. No, the hard work is staying there. That's why I say Cardi B won't drop. You know, that's why she's very meticulous about where she drops because she's on top now. Mm-hmm. It's easy to drop from the top, but it's hard to stay right there. So he, they finally started giving him his product. They put it on sale. Man, they selling worth of shit, man. <sighs> Fuck it. Now he got to do the next step. Now he got to figure out a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of people, they just get to one point. I right, I made it. Nah, it's the motherfucking hard part. Because everybody's doubting you. I got I get doubted every day about bullshit I do. And then once they see me do it, then they come with their copycat ass with their shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers wasn't riding around with that van. But I tell you, I had that. That, that van was my only vehicle. I'm going on dates. I'm going to the gas station in it. You see what I'm saying? It always had my logo on it. And people were like, man, why is you? Why are you? Because I need you to understand who the fuck I am. You did? But yeah, that, if, if you don't, if they don't get it, then they don't want it. It's just that simple. I feel like you're throwing shots at somebody. <laughs> but <laughs> it probably, it, it, there's, a, there's a bunch of people with um there's a bunch of people who have that van now. So mm-hmm. you'll be surprised. You'll be fucking surprised with uh who who does what. Yeah. They it didn't have none of that shit on it. I just put them oh, yeah, I seen it when it was just the um the the social media and the picture. Yeah, before the social media and the picture, I had two Logos just on the back of it. It was a magnet. Somebody stole both of them. <laughs> they stole, stole both of them. That's the point I'm trying to make. That's how I knew I was headed in the right direction. And then even when I created the logo, niggas was like, man, I remember showing that dude to them enjoy that logo. Man, that shit's stupid, man. Fuck that. And now everybody be like, man, I love your fucking logo. But your logo tough, man. I like that shit. I know. You should have said, you have to believe in what the fuck you want. Now, don't get too locked in. You know, if your mama said that shit was stupid, kind of step back, like, mama, what's wrong with you? You know, taking advice. But I, when I knew I saw it, when Buddy created it, um, Albert Santiago, when he created it, oh, that shit touched my chest. Oh, that nigga, 
Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's it, that's it. Because we went through like it took him two months to create that logo, mm. and he, he sent me a first batch. I just didn't like. It. I'm like, bro, this is not. I need it in your. I need something. That's mm. in and your face. Yeah, yeah, he sat down with it. He said, I got it. He came with that, and I've been sticking that shit on stuff ever since. And you, you, the funny thing is, people still spell my name wrong, even though it's plain and fucking simple. Yeah. I even hyphen it so you know how to say it. But they still put the goddamn C's in. But yeah, I get a lot. I just get a lot of hate in general. I've literally had people. I've literally had people hire me, but they hired me years later. It was like, man, my staff has been telling me to holler at you for the past year and a half. Yeah, like why the fuck did it take you so long to call me, brother? You are you are good. And so it's just it gets the it gets on my nerves. I have to always fucking. Ugh. Every time I show up, I gotta prove myself. Yeah. And then they be mad if I go too far. No, nigga, I need you to understand. I'm a cool guy, but don't try me, nigga. This I I'm a bad I'm a I play sports. I've always played sports, so I'm competitive, nigga. You're not yeah. gonna dunk on me, nigga. Whenever I get a chance, I'm trying to I'm trying to drop 50. The fuck I did not come out here to lose? The yeah. fuck I did not sweat and almost break my ankle to lose, nigga. I come to this club, I'm trying to turn this bitch sideways, you hear me? <laughs> Tear this shit the fuck up. I want them when I want motherfuckers to be like, shit. Hey, Ooh. take a break. Hey, hey. <laughs> this nigga going in. Yes, nigga. I mean your back. I don't want you to sit down. I want you. Woo, I love it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I actually working on a couple of things with bigger entities. But yeah, mainly right now I'm is with corporate events because corporate events, people actually come to have fun. Whereas the clubs. You're more or less subservient to. Yeah, we try to chill. Yeah, they want to be some bitches and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm on Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got a hit about them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're not really trying to enjoy it here. I always tell people if you just if you wherever I'm DJ, if you ever just come in and you just take a deep breath, sit back and relax, you'll you'll catch the vibe. You're like, damn, okay, it's a good vibe here. I know that's the atmosphere I create. I hate motherfuckers coming on that ratchet shit. Why ain't no twerking? Because I ain't trying to do that shit. But if you want to get to it, I can make you twerk all goddamn night if you want to motherfucker get to it. You will get sick of me. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it, it, it is what it is. I, and that's the, like you were saying earlier, that's the one thing I haven't done is go on tour with an artist. It's fun, but it's a headache and a half. Because you're, you're, always, you're always somewhere and they're not looking for you. They're yeah. looking for your artist. So when you say such and such, they trying to, all right, man, I don't, you know. You got to build that name, though. Like, even, but if your name is as big as the artist, then you wouldn't be on tour with the artist. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? If I was on tour, because I've DJed plenty of shit, and I was like, yeah, I'm Blackjack. Man, you know, the fuck? Hey, man, I'm just trying to plug it, bro. They told me to come here, DJ. Man, and you spent an hour just trying to plug shit up and, and check shit. Like, God damn, my boy. Like, that's how a little flip, uh... That little flip of T.I. shit with DJ Dap was a little flip of DJs at the time. And he said, he even said, that's the first thing you do when they get on the, when they used to get on the tour bus, that's the first thing they did. When they got off the tour bus, they got to the venue. The DJ goes in first. Yeah. Because, you know, he can, he knows who to talk to. He has the access to the past. And no one's really looking to harm the DJ. Yeah. He's not rolling with the big entourage. So, all right, here's our green room. Let me get the passes. And they'll go with the managers. All right, what to plug up because... He has shit he actually needs to set up and make sure it works to run the show. Whereas the artist just needs to know what he's doing. So the DJ would go in there first, but if if it's better now. But back then, they would just look at you crazy, like, man, fuck, brother. Man, what the hell, man? What you what, man? What? You mean what? So 
Anybody that tell you they call me Inspector Gadget, because I've always got whatever I fucking need to succeed. I've got cables. I can. She said, "I right, don't worry about it, because you're not finna tell me I'm not finna rock this motherfucking crowd." I, you, you, you not. I've had DJs take RCAs out the club before. The club had their own sound system, but they snatched the RCAs out because they didn't want me to play. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? This little yeah. small hating ass shit like that. Like, man, Black Tech ain't gonna do that. Or just playing over their time. Just, bro, you done did your shit, bro. They done paid you. Why you still here, bro? They, yeah. they asked me to come. So, okay, that's how you wanna be. So, I get on this shit. I'm standing on this shit. I'm standing on your neck. I ain't gonna let go. I'm, you know, I'm gonna put all the pressure on your ass. So, I hope you can. That's how you gonna have to breathe. Cause I'm gonna be on your head. But that's, that's, that's what I've always had. And, even the people I came up with, they don't they they tend to now speak, but they really don't respect me. I don't get invited to a little little shit digs and all that yeah. shit. I don't get, even though I came up, I ain't come up like no suck ass nigga. Ain't nobody, man. You know he came up through such and such. You know I came up out the mud. I got that shit from the bottom, built that shit up, and they still kind of look at me like, man, he ain't he ain't my equal. How the fuck I ain't? So it's just like at this point, you hate me. So okay, cool. I'm just gonna. Go over here, build my house in the woods, and it's gonna be a fly ass house. And everybody I take over there, that's the first thing they're gonna say, man. Man, since you see Black Dick House, man, why ain't been anybody? Because you a whole ass nigga. Don't worry about where it's at. All the people who know, know. The house flies, fuck, it's in the back, you know, and I go to your house, watch. Somebody told you about that, and oh, so you got a grotto now. Oh, yeah. okay. You wasn't even in that shit like that. You, some, okay, somebody must have told you. All right, cool. But that happens a lot, man. Even in my style of DJing in clubs, I see people, they'll sit and They'll sit and look like, okay, oh, I see what he's doing. Oh, okay. I'm, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to just, I'm going to do exactly what, what he did. But yeah, I will always expect the, uh, the, I will always not inspect, I will always respect the inventor than I will the innovator because the inventor started from scratch. He was zero. No one believed it. I will respect the person who invented the wheel than the person who invented the tire because without the wheel, the guy who invented the wheel, the yeah. circle, there is no fucking tire. You have to you have to understand the foundation is the the foundation is the beginning. You know, any real musician would tell you the, the piano. The piano is the fucking foundation. Yeah. It's just that simple. But yeah, it seems like we're gonna talk forever. I don't, yeah. you, I don't want you to get it forever, me and my boy, but yeah. Ooh, I love this, man. Hey bro, we gotta have you back home. Oh, I'm I'm always here, my boy. Yeah, we gotta we gotta work, we gotta do something. I'm always here. That's all man, let me close it out, man. Hey guys, man. Hey man, I need everyone, you know, like, comment, and subscribe, man. Please go check out all his social medias. Um, it got lost somewhere. You know, <laughs> DJ B-L-A-K-J-A-K. I'll give him the logo to put it up, to put it up in the info and all that. You understand that? Yeah, we just you know, talking good vibes, good vibes, man. Thanks. I appreciate everyone for watching. So please like, comment, and subscribe. Hey man, with that, man, we out. Peace. Yes, sir.